MMR's President Seed Podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show Podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's News Update with Kathy Romano. Hi, today is Wednesday, the 7th day of June. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. An air quality alert is in effect for several counties in Pennsylvania, Delaware, and New Jersey due to the wildfires. It's another day of hazy skies and poor air quality due to the drifting smoke from more than 160 forest fires burning right now in Canada. The smell was so strong that emergency responders in Montgomery County had an influx of 911 calls Tuesday night. An alert was sent out by the Montgomery County Department of Public Safety stating that cause is believed to be smoke moving into our area from the wild wildfires in Canada. I wonder if this is because um, I was saying to you, Preston, this morning, I, I have, <clears throat> I, I think it's whether it's pollen or something or I'm, I'm reacting when I'm outside a little bit more. I wonder if this is part of it. And yesterday when I got home, I was walking around the house seeing if something was on fire. Uh, right? Yep. Yeah. I think everybody did yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, and she's not probably awake and listening right now, but I would like to apologize <laughs> to my wife oh, no. because uh, we saw the smoke. I mean, we yes. not only smelled yeah. it, we yeah, saw yeah. it. It was around 8 o'clock last night, and she's like, is this... Does that smell like a controlled burn to you? And I was like, well, I was like, somebody might be burning something because we have some farmlands sure. that are yeah. very yeah. adjacent to where we live. And um, we were just kind of, I was like, okay, well, I don't, I don't see anything. I don't see any glows. I, the, the smoke isn't dark, so I think we're okay. And so, like, a few minutes later, she goes, oh, look. She goes, it's, this, it's the smoke from Canada. And I go, you're out of your mind. <laughs> I go, I know that it's been making the, the sun look odd sure, for the past, yeah. you know, week or so, but I go, there's no way that smoke particles, I said, that stuff's up in the atmosphere. Yeah. There's <laughs> no way that this actual, these smoke particles are coming in from Canada. Think about how far that away, away You is. are so stupid. I, mean, I regret dumb. marrying you. You are so dumb. You are so dumb. Uh, and you I was so dumb. I was just like, I was, I went to bed because I was heading off to bed at that time and I'm <laughs> like, uh, she's out of her mind. And I woke up this morning and I saw the story and immediately... I sent her a text, and I am like, I apologize. (laughs) I was wrong. You were right. Is that my wife on the hotline right now? Yes, it is. Hi, hon. No, no, it's not. Oh, it's Dr. Mike. It's it's, it's our our other hon. Wait, let me try this again. Hey, honey. Oh, my God. Hi, honey. Uh, I asked if that was my wife on the phone, and now I would like to apologize to Dr. Mike Rigliano of Fox 29. Actually, he is our hun. What's up, sweetie? Uh, Listen, love. Yeah. uh, Don't go out much, especially if you have asthma and and lung problems, because this wood smoke, it's unprecedented. And I got to tell you, it, it can be very dangerous. Wood smoke, uh, because of the particulate matter, right. you know, the, it, it, it really can set off asthma. Uh, Steve, you sound like uh, I, it's 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 the smoke, man. Yeah, and, very, uh, it very well could be. I mean, I, you know, it's a little rough in the morning sometimes, but I I didn't put two and two together because, like, as with Preston, Mike, I'm thinking. No, there's no way. It's too far yeah. away. Yeah, too far away. We've had we've had uh, 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 fires in the Pine Barrens, huge, right? Ones. And, and not, we don't not see a sniff of smoke. <laughs> and it's just no, a, an hour drive over here. You know, there's there's 180 fires in Canada. I mean, yeah. it, it's yeah. this is. My son asked me last night. Nicholas said. Have you ever had this happen when you were a kid? I said no. Yeah, I, and I, I mean, and I was I was inside the house after yeah, being outside yeah. and smelling. I was inside going to bed. And I'm like. 
it's like the flu got backed up in in the uh, in the fireplace almost like a, like so, smoke so got in the house. I, I'm going to bring up the Stephen. Stephen, I have a thing about the Neil Med sinus ring. <laughs> yes, uh, I don't have anything to do with the company, but <laughs> nasal lavage. I don't care what product you use, but you've got to use something because it's bad, and that will help you a great deal. I do it four times a day, and I swear by it. So I have the, I have clean, super clean nasal passages thanks to you, and uh, yeah, I, together we probably should purchase stock of this company, Mike. Yeah. Well, I, I wish I had thought of it. I mean, it's saline solution up yeah. your nose and the guy, you know. But look, if you have asthma, if you have lung problems, any lung trans, anything, I would stay indoors today, put the air on. And if you're in the car, I would put the air circulation so that you don't intake air. Right. Uh, oh, do everything okay. you can. That's okay. a good, right? good, good advice. Dr. Mike always has the right answer. Hi, right, Dr. Mike. We love you. Thank you, sir. Listen, next time I see you naked, I'm going to remember this. Call. You got it, honey. All right. <laughs> Dr. Mike Seriglia. Oh, yeah, I was yeah. wondering, driving in this morning, I'm like, I wonder if the schools will keep the kids in from recess. Because, you know, some of them, uh, yeah. it's, it's just, it's not, I guess, not healthy to be outside right now, like you're Dr. Mike saying. Yeah. Yeah. It might be help to put, if you have an, an older, like, a, a, as we said before, the gramometer, but maybe mm-hmm. a, a relative that has a respiratory condition, sit yes. them out on a chair, uh, yeah. see when they start to fade, and then, you know, that's the time you should go inside. <laughs> right? I'm not I doing like that. that. I texted my aunt. As- I told her not to go outside today. It's an asthmometer. Asthmometer. Yeah, 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 so yeah. Has asthma. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so wow. today, the air quality index is expected to go back down to normal levels. So when today? Not sure because you it, still see exactly the eight minutes. <laughs> no, you still see the haze out there. You do? So yeah. The Philadelphia Health Department declared a code orange fine particle action day for Wednesday. The Health Department recommends doing a few things to protect yourself and your family from the poor air quality. Like Dr. Mike said, avoid going outdoors as much as possible. If you must go outside, avoid excessive activities such as jogging or running. Uh, wear a mask if available. Close all windows and doors to minimize air pollution in your home. Recirculate air with fans to avoid bringing more air pollution into your home. Avoid areas of high congestion where air pollution may be high, like main streets and highways. And people with underlying illnesses should monitor for symptoms, including trouble breathing, nausea, and dizziness. If symptoms occur, seek medical attention as soon as possible. Officials say the air may be hazardous for all residents, but is especially hazardous for sensitive groups, including children, elderly people, people who are pregnant, and those with respiratory disease or heart conditions. Pope Francis is going to be at the hospital Wednesday for abdominal surgery to treat an intestinal blockage two years after he had 13 inches of his colon removed because of an inflammation and narrowing of the large intestine. The Vatican said the 86-year-old would be put under general anesthesia and would be hospitalized at Rome Gemelli Hospital for several days. Uh, I've heard it's for lipo because of an upcoming photo shoot. Could you imagine (laughs) he's going in for a tummy tuck and a little lipo? Uh, the Pope that will face sculpting thing uh-huh. too. The Pope will undergo uh, open abdominal surgery for what's being described as a hernia that formed over a previous scar. The fact that he's going back for surgery suggests that he had little choice but to treat the intestinal issue, especially given his rigorous upcoming travel schedule this summer. He appeared in good form Wednesday morning as he greeted his audience at St. Peter's Square, zipping around the square in his Pope mobile. He also had two meetings beforehand. The Vatican said. 
<laughs> Vice President Kamala Harris made a short trip to Center City, Philadelphia on Tuesday to speak with labor leaders. But ahead of that speech, she had a quick chat with two young sisters who were there to greet her as she landed. Seven-year-old Ava and six-year-old Gabby are still a little awestruck by the encounter. It's not every day you meet the Vice President of the United States. Seven-year-old Ava says she wrote a note to the Vice President saying, thank you for being the first black Vice President of the United States. And she drew a picture of Kamala Harris on the note as well. Ava was with her six-year-old sister Gabby. They, along with their mother Naomi, were invited by the Greater Philadelphia YMCA to be there when the Vice President landed. Naomi says it was important for her girls to see someone in person they can look up to. The fact that she came, she shook both of their hands. She told Ava, when you shake hands, you look people in the eye. Ava gave her the note and she read it right there. It was nice that she took the time to meet everyone that was there to greet her. In sports this morning... The Phillies won their fourth game in a row, beating the Detroit Tigers 1-0 in a game that ended before 9 p.m. last night at the Hazy Ballpark. Kyle Schwarber hit a leadoff home run, and Taiwan Walker threw seven scoreless inning to lead the Phillies to the win. The series wraps up tonight. Zach Wheeler will get the start. First pitch is scheduled for 6.05. The Flyers traded defenseman Ivan Provorov to the Columbus Blue Jackets in a three-way deal that included the L.A. Kings. Provorov finished his seventh season with six goals and 21 assists in 82 games for the Flyers. He and minor league winger Hayden Hodgson Hodgson were sent to the Kings for defenseman Sean Walker, goaltender Cal Peterson, A.H. AHL defenseman Helge Grands and a 2024 second round pick. The NBA Finals continue tonight with Game 3 in Miami. The Heat and the Denver Nuggets are tied at one game apiece and tip-off is scheduled for 8.30. And finally, the PGA Tour agreed to merge with Saudi-backed rival Live Golf in a deal that would end pending litigation and move forward as a larger golf enterprise. That's wild. The two entities signed an agreement that would combine the PGA Tour and Live Golf's commercial businesses and rights into the new company. The the agreement also includes the European PGA Tour. Live Golf is backed by the Saudi Arabia Public Investment Fund, an entity controlled by Saudi Crown Prince, and has been embroiled in antitrust lawsuits with the PGA Tour in the last year. If approved, the deal would end all pending litigation. Wow. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you very much, Kathy. Looking at a stack of things we need to get to on a Wednesday morning. Always wonderful. Ahead of a lot to present to you, including a secret text for This is a great uh, prize. We have a chance for you to win a pair of tickets to see... Tracy Morgan, Friday, October 13th at Ocean Casino Resort in Atlantic City. It's going to be a hell of a show. Yeah, it's up and running now. So text the word secret to 39333. We send you a word. We'll ask you to call in with that word later on this morning. Be the designated call to you win the ticket to see Tracy Morgan. And we'll give away another pair just to a random texter on top of that. So get started for it now. It's a Wednesday. We're going to go live on Fox Good Day today. We are also going to have guest-wise... Of both Ray Didinger and Gordon Clapp, and they are here to talk about the show that's running at the Bucks County Playhouse, and it's called Tommy and Me. And Casey, that is about it's about Tommy McDonald and a relationship that he had with a with a kid 
Uh, and it was based on a book that uh, that Ray had written and then turned into a, a stage production. Yeah, it's it's his story. It, it's it's mm-hmm. how he became his his idol. He yeah. became the champion of getting his idol into the uh, NFL uh, Hall of Fame. And he yeah. was like one of the first like you know characters uh, in like in an Eagles uniform. Tommy McDonald. Uh, you remember when he was uh, um, inducted into the Hall of Fame? You know his his acceptance speech at, at Canton, Ohio. It was it was really really it's a bit of a character. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's cool. It's it's a cool story. Uh, so they're stopping by in the nine o'clock hour. We'll find out a little bit more about that later on this morning. And we have a coolest teacher to give a prize to right now. Yesterday, randomly chosen was uh, the Baldwin School yes. in Bryn Mawr. And we asked the students to text in and vote for the teacher they thought was Coolest Year, and they did. And we now have a name. And we are going to award this year's Coolest Teacher prize to Mr. Kenny DeLeo. And Mr. DeLeo is spelled D-E-L-I-O, so I'm not sure if it's uh, Delio or DeLeo. But What's we'll, the Delio? Hopefully, or it might be Delio. We'll find out later on this morning. But listen to what uh, he teaches. He teaches ceramics and sculpture. Wow. Yeah, at the Baldwin School. So he is in the arts, obviously, and connects with the kids, and they think that he is the coolest teacher. So we're going to... What's with Delio? We're going to set up <laughs> Kenny Delio. One more time, if you would, please. What, what's with Delio? <laughs> so we are going to set him up with the uh, presidency of coolest teacher of the year coffee mug and a $50 gift card from Five Below. If you know Mr. Delio. What, what's with Delio? <laughs> <laughs> Let him know that we would like to speak to him this morning. By the way, that is uh, 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 that long-gone wrestler China. Yes. uh, Female wrestler. And uh, she was trying to say, what's the dealio? What's the dealio? But it is an exclusive. That was during an interview with She was, her. like, out of her mind when she talked she to She was. Yeah, yeah, she was loopy. Um, all right, that means we need a new school. And so. I was like, well, you're not taking my name, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Do we have anything besides those two? Yeah. Um, I know we had I'm a... feeling good is what's happening. There was one we used to have of her going, eh. Well, that yeah. was from The Surreal Life. That yes. was her doing, like, that was... Her yeehaw. Yeehaw, yeah, yeah. yeah, which was hilarious, but oh, I miss China, man. She yeah. was, listen, there was something funny. She about actually China. had a funny run on, uh, remember Third Rock from the Sun? Yes. She was good on that show. That's she was right. doing a comedic bit. That's she right. was a love interest for one of the characters, which yeah. was funny. Yeah. yeah, she also did like straight up pornography. Yeah, she well. did. She, she dabbled in that for a yeah. while. But, uh, oh, man. man. Let's talk about Kenny Delio. <laughs> all right. What's with Delio? Yeah, we're going to separate all that yeah. from uh, the coolest teacher, Kenny uh, Delio, or Delio. De I'm not sure. What's with Delio? We're going to have to wait for him to call to find out exactly how to pronounce Let's pick another oh, school. Yeah. And by the way, we only, we're two more times. That's it. That's it. Oh, my God. We're going to put it up this week. Yep. Oh, Absolutely. Man, this has been fun. Yeah, all right. because next Friday uh, is the blood drive. Yeah, you're right. So School's pretty much over, it's man. It's pretty much done. Yeah. Bro. All right. Let's pick another school. Okay. Two more to go today and tomorrow, and that is it. Casey, a good one. who's it going to be? I want to kiss you. <laughs> I want to fight you. All right. Okay. All right. Yeah. Of course. Delco. We're going to stay in Delco here, and we're going to go to Academy Park High School in Sharon Hill, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Yeah. Academy Park in Sharon Hill. 
Easy for you to vote. All you do is text the word teacher to 39333, and you'll get the voting link. And then you fill it out. And then tomorrow morning around this time, we will announce a cool teacher that you have chosen from Sharon Hill. Uh, I'm sorry, from Academy Park High School in Sharon Hill. So please do that. Text the word teacher 39333. We're coming to the end of it. All right, we're going to take a break. Come back in a second. A uh, bunch of entertainment stories. In fact, uh, a little bit of a clarification from Drew Barrymore. Yes. Which I found quite interesting uh, based on the story we heard from her yesterday. That's a few the other dealio. Things. And a yeah. stupid question. So hang out for the dealio. We'll be That's back. What, what's the dealio? In just a moment. <laughs> Our tail is so wagging right now. Take us along with the MMR app. It's Apple CarPlay and Android compatible, which means we get to sit in the dashboard screen. We'll even send you notifications if you want. Download it and try it now. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Window Nation, you feeling the heat, mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution, call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double-hung sliders, 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Super question this morning. We are going to give away a $50 Metro Diner dining card. The question I have for you is, how many letters are there in the German alphabet? 215-263-WMMR. Call if you know how many letters are there in the German alphabet. 215-263-WMMR. I don't think I know one German word. Um, I bet you know more. Guten Tag. Albedo's aim. Perfect Nugan. Like, I don't, well. Donka. I, I, I don't know what any of these mean. Compliment. Really? Strudel? Yeah. No. All right. Hamburger? Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. All right, I got a bunch of birthdays. I'm going to mention these. Uh, it's Alan Iverson's birthday. Hey. AI is 48 years old today. Where does he live now? Anybody know? Uh, around here some of the time. Some of the time? I think yesterday was the anniversary of him doing the, the step over of Tyrone Blue. In the uh, 2001 finals. Okay. What did he call you, Delicious? Was that his? Yep. Uh, I was walking in the, the back hallways, and uh, he was with his manager, Gary, who I was friendly with. And, yep, he said Delicious. And I just, like, I just turned around and smiled. Like, I wasn't going to pretend like it didn't yeah. happen. I just right. turned around and smiled at them, and Gary started laughing. Delicious. <laughs> uh, he's 48. Uh, Bear Grylls ah. has his birthday today. Oh, yep. Is that one of his knives? Uh, do you? Yeah. He's well, technically a survivalist, yes? Yeah. yeah. That's his classification. Uh, 49 today. Michael Sarah has his birthday. Uh, everything from uh, Juno to Superbad to Scott Pilgrim. What did I just see him in? He's in a... Um... He's in a really good show with Amy Schumer. Oh, um, there we go. Yeah, Life yeah, and, yeah. Life and Beth. 
Right, I haven't watched it, but uh, I saw it's, it. You know what? Teaser he, for it. I think you would like it. Uh, right. Yeah, Amy's really great in it, and his character's really great in it. If you guys all, if you're looking for something that was uh, not on your radar, uh, write it down right now. Life and Beth. All right, he's 35 today. Jenny Jones, remember her? Absolutely. Talk, Talk show, show around yeah. the time of Ricky Lake and all those other shows. Tempest Bledsoe and She got into that. a huge legal issue because one of the there was a guy who killed another guy yeah. because it was basically your gay crush. Yep, this guy came on, professed his yep. love for this one guy who was straight, and the straight guy, it, he just was a paranoid idiot and went over and killed this guy. It was right. insane. Uh, Jenny Jones is uh, 77 years old today. It's Tom yeah. Jones! Whoa! Birthday today. That's him blowing out the candles. Yes. yes. Jones is 83 years old today. What a what a performer! So he, I think he's Welsh, right? Yes, he yeah, is Welsh. So, right. So he very is proud uh, to be Welsh. Yeah, very much in the Elvis mode when he came out. He used to have a show on ABC years ago. I mean, women friggin' love Tom Jones. Oh yeah, they would throw panties. Yeah, that was the thing on stage. Like loads of panties would come flying up to Tom Jones on stage. Uh, so he turns 83 today. Remember the cross he used to wear around his neck? It was the actual cross that Jesus was crucified on. Uh, but he was hell of a voice. Hell of a voice. Uh, Anna Kornikova, the former pro tennis player, is 42 today. She, she took, took the world by storm with her looks. Okay, so she was the hot one. She wasn't the one that used to yell, not ready, right? No, that's Monica Sellers. Monica okay, Sellers. All right. uh, it's Liam Neeson's ah. birthday today. Liam Neeson turns 71 years old today. Hang on a second here. Full it's, blown age. Yeah, there he is. <laughs> <laughs> that is him, such a great bit. That's him trying to do uh, sketch comedy. Improvisational yeah. comedy, yep. Ricky Gervais. Yeah, yeah improv. Right. Yep, right. right. And uh, and that, that was his funny line, according to him. I've got full-blown AIDS. <laughs> He's actually in, uh, in, in, the, in Ted 2, the movie, uh, Preston. He, yeah. he plays basically that kind of character checking out at a supermarket. Oh, my God. But it's Liam Neeson being overly serious. Uh, he's wonderful in everything. He's 71 today. Uh, Dave Navarro of Jane's Addiction fame uh, turns 56 years old. Loves cuckoo clocks. Yes. He does. We yeah. saw them. And Nick uh, had brought that up to him because we, we, uh, we had him on via Zoom and he had a cuckoo clock and had no idea. that like, It's a huge passion of his. And he's got a reason behind it and everything. Like a whole bunch of them in his house. Yeah. What's the reason? I'm sorry, Casey. How's Navarro's health? Uh, I'm not really sure. Because he stopped touring for a stretch, didn't yep, he? It's yeah, true. yeah, 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 he did. He long COVID, I think. Yeah. Um, and his reason, Casey, it had something to do, I think, with mental health, believe it or not, if I recall I think a cuckoo that. clock would help your mental health. <laughs> Turn it off! Um, Carl Urban, uh, who we love in The Boys. He's fantastic as Butcher. He's sensational. Um, Star Trek movies, he's uh, he's McCoy. Dr. McCoy, he, and he pulls it off wonderfully. <laughs> I will tell you, if you've not seen the movie Dread... He is sensational in it. You need to check it out. It has some of the most incredible action sequences. It's violent as hell, and it's great. I um, My son started watching The Boys, and it's a show that I cannot watch with him. <laughs> yeah. But I also don't, you know, like, he's almost 16 years old, so I'm like, all right, you watch whatever you need to watch. But, like. Is he enjoying I, it? Oh, he loves it. Oh, it's he great. He loves it. But, yeah. like, me, I, it was just, just too uncomfortable for me to watch with my child, <laughs> you know? It is messed <laughs> Up, I mean, it is. It's take superhero into a direction you never expect it to go in. I mean, you can't even you if you no. were to describe certain scenes, people wouldn't believe that that's actually committed to. Film. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, so he is fifty-one today. Bill Hader, 
Yeah, uh, excellent. SNL alum, uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall, Barry, Superbad, Trainwreck, bunch of stuff. Tropic you, Thunder, he's 45. Casey said you were not a fan of the series wrap-up of um, no. but Barry? But it's, Barry. it's so oh, difficult. Really? Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't like how it ended. I do not uh, care for it. But, like, listen, you know, there's a lot of shows out there that I loved all the way through. Right. And the ending was perfect. But Lost. Well, like, or that wasn't no, no, perfect. The ending was perfect, yeah. yeah. And Lost was not that. But, yeah. you know, um, Better Call Saul and um, Breaking Bad and stuff like that. So it's really, really tough to live up to that standard. Um, but, they, you know, listen, not everything can be like, you know, yeah, wrap up it. perfectly. Yep. Uh, a woman I, I love, great actress, uh, Anna Torv, who in uh, The Last of Us, Steve, she plays Tess. Yes. She's excellent. Fantastic. And Mindhunter, she's wonderful in that. Fringe as well. I wish her character could have hung around a little I bit more. I know. In, yeah. in, uh, in The Last of Us. But it's true to the video game. I'm, I'm going to, uh, very soon, I'm ready to dive back and, and rewatch the whole thing. It's, it's yeah. just that good. Uh, she is 44 today. And then the last birthday is uh, Emily Ratajkowski, uh, the actress, model, uh, entourage, gone girl, things like that. She, she does nothing for me. Thirty-seven. I, I I know people like uh, go nuts for her. Yeah, it's not always the, the the super hot ones. Don't yep. always do it for everybody. So, all right, let's see if we can get an answer to the super question. How many letters are there in the German alphabet? Two one five two six three WMMR. Tis Joseph. We speak to. Hi, Joseph. Good morning. Preston, Steve. Thirty letters. Yes, that is correct. Yes, absolutely. It was going to uh, serve a subpoena. Very direct answer and a correct one at that. So, Joseph, hang on the line. We'll get your info, info and we're going to set you up with the $50 Metro Diner gift card. And uh, don't forget, Burger Connoisseurs take a bite out of Metro Diner's new burger lineup, a trio of 100% Angus burgers featuring a barbecue bacon burger, a black and blue burger, and a pimento cheeseburger. Available now through July 4th. You can visit MetroDiner.com. We have a lot of things to get to, so I'm going to dive right into it. Good. Drew Barrymore took to Instagram yesterday, and we have audio of this, to clarify the comments that she made about her mother in a recent profile for Vulture, we talked about this yesterday, and it sounded like she couldn't wait till her mother was dead, right? We were, yes, that's what it sounded like. But she said, I have been vulnerable and tried to figure out a very difficult, painful relationship while admitting it is difficult to do while a parent is alive. And for those of us who have had to figure that out in real time, cannot wait as in they cannot wait for the time, not that their parent is dead. So this is her saying that, uh, and this is the, the statement she made. To all you tabloids out there, how dare you put those words in my mouth? I have been vulnerable and tried to figure out a very difficult, painful relationship while admitting it is difficult to do while a parent is Alive, And that for those of us who have to figure that out in real time, cannot wait as in they cannot wait for the time, not that the parent is dead. Don't twist my words around or ever say that I wish my mother was dead. Okay. So, so wait, I still don't understand. So she, I, I she's saying that, that uh, she can't wait for the time to be able to figure out the relationship what with I, her mother? What, that's it. That's what I got from it is that she cannot wait for that time when she eventually is able to figure out exactly what are the dynamics of her relationship with her mother. Yeah. Uh, and so in, in a way, you could, you could understand why someone might think she's saying, oh, she's mm-hmm. eager for mom to die. Yeah. So well, she, she said the words, I can't wait till she's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Essentially. So right. what the hell does that mean? Mm. I don't know. And listen. I think we should release a statement. 
Uh, maybe we should. We're, I'd like to apologize. <laughs> we <laughs> to should start releasing statements. Yeah. See what happens if they go I'd anywhere. Like to apologize <laughs> to Jennifer Garner and our pool boy Ben Affleck for incorporating them into my fantasy life. That's our statement. By my fictional creations, Chris Agon, the philosopher of evil, and the skulls. I think uh, we could send it off to Drew. See what she says, Candy. <laughs> yeah. uh, Al Pacino. I'm irrelevant. Uh, <laughs> 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 commented on the news that he's expecting a baby with his 29-year-old girlfriend at Noor Alfala uh, in a video obtained by the Daily Mail. He said it's very special. Uh, it's always, it has always... Can't you give me a straight answer anymore? It always has been. I've got many kids, but this is really special coming at this time. So this is special after the paternity test. Yeah, this will be his fourth... This is so special! His fourth... I'm one. irrelevant! <laughs> oh, my... I... I love him to death, but if you see him these days, imagine that crawling its way up on top of you. Well, and well, not only that. I mean, just to to be the the father, yeah, to be a father at that age is that's just he'll be ninety three and the kid will be ten. Someone else is going to have to be a father figure. Yeah, that's all there is to it. How about De Niro as the kid grows up? (laughs) Bring bring him in. Why not? I don't know. The the kids can play together. Is he is he available? Yes. Okay. Yeah, the whole living cast of The Godfather should be raise the child uh, communally. Yeah. You it- blow it! <laughs> All right, uh, let's see what else I have here for you. Pete Davidson, I believe we have audio of this, too, uh, told the people for ethical treatment of animals to suck his D. Wow. In a recent voicemail obtained by TMZ, this comes after the organization called Davidson out for buying his new dog rather than choosing to adopt it. Uh, Pete is vice president, uh, Daphna... Nech Manovich uh, told the outlet, it's tragic that Pete didn't seek out a burrow-born mutt from a city animal shelter because a scrappy New Yorker with charm, personality, and unconventional handsomeness could have been his perfect match. Um, So let me play a little bit of this audio for you here. Yeah, we have the full thing. This is him leaving a message for them. Hi, my name's Pete Davidson. This message is for Daphne. Uh, thank you so much for making comments publicly that I didn't adopt a dog. I just want to let you know I'm severely allergic to dogs, so I have to get a specific breed. I'm only not allergic to cavapoos and those type of dogs. And my mom's dog, who was two years old, died a week prior, and we're all so sad, so I had to get a specific dog. So why don't you do your research before you create news stories for people because you're a boring, tired <laughs> you and my and this message. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> you know me. I'm, I'm a big adopt person, big fan of it. My own brother has, uh, uh, my, my um, niece is very allergic. They had to buy a dog that was one of these dogs that she right. could have in the house. So, uh, that's, that's, I get it. And yeah. so that's his that's his reason. I also don't think you need a reason. I don't think you have to have an ex- a built-in like excuse for any of these people or any of these organizations. Uh, you know, and listen, if you want to buy a dog, you are more than welcome to go buy a dog. Now, what I would do and what I did do is you make a donation to an, an animal charity or a pet charity or or, or to Peter or, or whatever. It's right? okay. Yeah. And, and that's fine. But you don't listen. You're not breaking the law when you go and do that. You don't need to to give anybody an excuse as to like why or what where. What is the like, I don't get the, I don't get the argument here. Like, I, the, I mean, I the argument is there's. Are, 
there are loads of dogs that, that could be brought into a home. And a lot of times people will not look and see that there are breeds out there that they're looking for. And when you when you support um, uh, the, the, like there are there are there are dog breeders that are that are certified that are legit and that you can and people want a specific breed. Mm-hmm. Got it. Uh, but there's also a lot of puppy mills, and there's a lot of horrible conditions that animals are raised in, and that's a terrible thing. But you're still it's housing, a, you're still giving a dog a home. Listen, still- if a dog is on this planet and it, it deserves to live, yeah, yeah I got it. So I think you, the idea behind it, Kathy, is is the whole uh, mechanism of these puppy mills. If you if you stop feeding into it, then, then, they, then they might slowly that's disappear exactly and go away. It. You know, I, I I don't know. I, I don't. I got um, you. I don't subscribe to it at all, not even a little bit. And and listen, okay, you, I, I do. Yeah. I, I completely subscribe to that notion about help because there's there's a ton of cruelty that goes on that is horrific. Now, mind you, an animal is an animal. If it's alive, it's on the earth. Like I, Casey, I know you. Like you, you yeah. uh, after you you got your dogs, you you felt the need to, or, or at least to let me know, or whatever the case. It's yeah. it's fine. I mean, I get it. Some respect. I'm, not, as, I'm yeah. not gonna vilify somebody, but I would say if you can. It would be nice to consider adopting a dog because there's so many out there that need homes. But also right. the, the the sort of the assumption that, like, when you buy a dog, you automatically got it from a puppy mill. But I also think that there's enough information out there for you. If you are going to buy a dog, a, uh, what do you call those, um, uh, uh, what do they call those types of dogs? Anyway. Um, Avapo? No, not the. Uh, but anyway, if you're going to buy a dog, no, if you're going to buy a dog, do your research. Make sure that you're getting it from like an AKC or you know uh, certified. You're not getting it from the a last thing dog. you want is is as Preston yeah. was saying, supporting the the mechanism that that results in so much cruelty to yeah. animals. You don't want that. But I know what you're saying. So we we have our two puppies. We got them from a litter from a, a family friend whose dog had a litter. Yeah, you know. And uh, somebody who's big about adoption kind of gave me a little bit not not direct grief, but kind of you know I picked up on some uh, uh, microaggressions, if yeah, you will. Yeah. And then I at, at first I was kind of like, huh, I don't. And then I, and then I was like, wait a minute, I don't care. <laughs> Wait a minute. Why am I? Why would I let this bother me? I don't care. The dogs were alive. Yes. They, so, you know. It, it, no. Yes, you brought them into your home. It's from a litter. You don't have to explain to anybody. And also, yeah. if people want to be on the other side, want to get people more receptive to this, don't be so militant and say, "Hey, maybe next time." Think about that. So following the release <laughs> of the voicemail, <laughs> Christ's sake, uh, Pete Davidson uh, told the outlet that he lashed out due to his grief over the family's late dog, Henry. He said, I'm upset. I'm a, uh, it was a poor choice of words. I shouldn't, ha- I shouldn't have said what I said, but I'm not sorry for standing up for myself and my family. So there you go. Uh, let's see. According to Elliot Page's new memoir, Page Boy, there was a lot going on behind the scenes of the movie Juno. You guys said it's a great movie. I've never seen it. I've heard it. I really movie. like it. It's I a sweet movie. Well, Page wrote that he and Elizabeth Olivia Thurlby, who played uh, his best friend in the film, were, quote, having sex all the time. Seems like there was a lot of sex going on in his book. Uh, so, yeah. So, um, the Umbrella Academy actor wrote, uh, I was taken aback the moment I saw Olivia um, and added that uh, she seemed so much older, capable, and centered, though they were the same age at the time. Paige shared that one day the pair were in uh, Thurlby's hotel room uh, when she looked directly at me and said, Point Blake, I am really attracted to you oh, from there. Do this. He writes that they started sucking face and, quote, had sex all the time. Hmm. Uh, this took place, he writes, in her hotel room, in our trailers at work, once in a tiny private room in a restaurant. We thought we were being subtle. Being intimate with Olivia helped my shame dissipate. I didn't see a glint of it in her eyes, and I wanted that. Done feeling wretched about who I am. So here's what happens. When a book like this is coming out, the marketing people say, okay, 
they, they scour the book. Let's get like 10 stories to roll with. I forget what was the one. Uh, I forget who had it. Was it Gina Davis? She had like one small reference to something, yeah. and they made that the focus. So they, in, she's in the in the rush to push this. So uh, is the book? Yeah, out no, now? that's not a bad thing. No, I mean, no, it's no. in the book, so it's part of the book. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's why you're seeing all of these stories coming out now. Yeah, I don't yeah. mind it. Uh, neither do I. Uh, during the Hollywood Reporter's Comedy Actress Roundtable released on Tuesday, Elle Fanning. This is weird. Revealed that she was turned down for a movie role when she was 16 years old because she was considered uneffable, she said. Oh, uh, she said, I never told this story, but I was trying out for a movie. I didn't get it. I didn't even think they ever ma- they even made it, but it was a father-daughter road trip comedy. And Fanning said that she didn't normally hear things like this because of her agent's flirta- or filtration system. But that these particular comments reached her. She said, I was 16 years old. And a person said, oh, she didn't get the father-daughter road trip comedy because she's uneffable, which doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. That's going to end up in a book. Uh, the Maleficent actress added, it's so disgusting, and I can laugh at it now. What a disgusting pig, she said. And by the way, even she's 16, but she's one of the most beautiful Actresses out there, right? Eh? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, do I love not... these roundtables when they do them. Uh, the Hollywood Reporter's done a bunch over the years. Uh, I don't know if they have. Uh, um, they probably have uh, all women roundtable before, but there's been ones with like Tom Hanks and Jamie Foxx and uh, yeah, they did. Shia LaBeouf, and it's really fascinating glimpse into the business, into these people's personalities because they give them time to have a conversation. So it's right. usually like an hour long. Yeah, right. they've done they've done a couple, and I, they, they they are they're really interesting, especially when you get oh, who is it. Um, Got him having the the uh, Quan uh, from um, okay he Quan yeah yeah he, it was a round table with all those guys yeah, yeah. And to see him fanboy out well, I th- that with, was the one with Brendan Fraser right yeah it was terrific yeah, and they they sort of reconnected as yeah. a result it was it was it's sweet and and it's really nice because they all respect each other and and uh, and listen to what the other person has to say uh, today reports that Cuba Gooding Jr. settled a civil rape case on Tuesday just as the trial was set to begin. Uh, The Jerry Maguire actor was accused of raping a woman in a New York City hotel a decade ago. He has denied the allegations. Jurors were scheduled to begin assembling in a courtroom. Did they give any ideas to how much money? No. When a calendar entry in the official court read, trial off, reason for cancellation, on consent, the parties have resolved the matter. So, like, it was was coming down to Mm -hmm. they were starting to assemble for it, and uh, uh, they made it go away. Uh, So, yeah, Mm -hmm. settled on that. Uh, Anthony Mackie shared, and I haven't seen this yet, shared a behind-the-scenes photo of himself talking to Harrison Ford on the set of Captain America Brave New World. And he captioned it, writing, uh, when Harrison Ford tells you how kicking ass should look, you listen. Uh, Thanks for the onset wisdom and laughs, my friend. Uh, And he said, can't wait to do it again. Marvel Studios, Captain America, Brave New World in theaters May 3rd next year, 2024. He's Ross Thunderbolt. That's Har- right. Harrison Ford, yeah. And then there's going to be a Thunderbolts movie after this. Yep. Uh, Mark Hamill is ready to be done with Luke Skywalker. Uh, in an interview with CBS Sunday Morning, Hamill explained that he was grateful for all the happiness the character brought the fans, but he never sought out to be an icon. He just wanted to work. And he said, the truth of the matter is I never really expected to be remembered for anything. I just wanted to make a living doing what I liked. And I thought, well, it could be worse. Uh, I could be, like, known as being the best actor who ever played Adolf Hitler, you know? And at least Luke is an admirable fellow. Uh, He last played the role in The Mandalorian on Disney+. Plus. Noting that he is a purveyor of never say never, the actor made it clear that he's ready to hang up his lightsaber for good. He got he was pretty vocal around the time the Last Jedi came out. Yeah, and he was not too happy with the way 
He since made peace with it, but the way Mark Hamill was, I mean, the way Luke Skywalker was, and saying he should have been this this guy who had gone on, you know, the, the, in the movie he's depicted as melancholy because right. he made some bad choices. But, um, I, I mean, I, I, I enjoy the movie, but... Uh, I mean, he's he's always going to be Luke Skywalker. It's yeah. always it's something to embrace. But he said, uh, I, as far as playing that character again, he said, I just don't see any reason to to. He said, let me put it that way. Uh, I mean, they have so many stories to tell. They don't need Luke anymore. My time, it's, I have my time. That's good, but that's good enough. And he may be overplaying the part, but he's happy to talk Star Wars. And, yeah, you know, he's yeah. all about that, especially on Twitter. Uh, he regular regularly answers questions about the films. It's, but it's a good interview too. Uh, and, but uh, the point of the interview, the reason why they did it in the first place, was to promote the machine, which yes. was really cool. Yep. And Casey, how is he in the machine? He's great. He's, yeah. But you know who's better? Bert, Bert Kreischer. Okay, yeah. I could not believe how great Bert was in this movie. Did you see it in the theater? I did. Okay, I didn't yeah. know if there were screeners. No, uh, really no, no, no screeners. But no, and I wanted him to get my money, so I, I went on uh, Saturday night uh, by myself, and I, I just was blown away with like how. Listen, the production quality of the movie was just great. The story was a lot of fun, and Bert's acting and comedic stuff was was just dead on. Really, awesome. really great stuff. Awesome. All right, we're ready for clips. Let's do them. Hot off the presses. The 16th season of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Finally upon us. And in this clip, Danny DeVito talks about his very first job. Here we go. Nope, 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 nope. No, no. What? what is that? That was Pete Davidson. I was like 14 years old, little kid. Got my working papers in Asbury Park. I put the little kids on the on the kiddie rides. You know, like the, the rides went around in circles. Like a car or a boat. Or a what, fire engine. They were little. They gave me the ticket, and I pushed the button, and it would go around slow on a boardwalk. And I say, "Ring the bell, ring the bell, on the fire engine." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Returns to FX tonight. All right. Here's the next clip. Flaming Hot follows the story of the beloved snack, Flaming Hot Cheetos. And here, Eva Longoria talks about her directorial debut on the project. When this came along, I really felt like no one else can direct this. I am the person to do that. I really, I felt it in my bones. I felt it. He could tell you in the presentation, it was like undeniable of like, I'm doing this. (laughs) Uh, I have no idea what this, this better be a comedy at some level. Yeah. And it has to do with the Cheetos. Yeah. Okay. Flamin' Hot is available on Hulu this Friday, so you'll be able to find out. And there you go. (laughs) That is what I have in the entertainment report this morning. All right, we have a secret text word, man. We have a chance for you to win tickets to see uh, Tracy Morgan, Friday, October 13th. We'll be playing the Ocean Casino Resort in Atlantic City. So text the word secret to 39333, and we will see if you win by the end of the program today. Don't forget, we chose a new school. We only have today and tomorrow left, and that is it. So Academy Park High School in Sharon Hill, make sure you text the word TEACHER. Two three nine three 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 and vote. We'll send you the voting link. Okay, get ready for it, and uh, hopefully we'll hear from uh, Kenny DeLeo or Delia, uh, Delio. Delio. We're not really sure uh, from the Baldwin School uh, because he got that award for coolest teacher and possibly. And what, what's the Delio? We'll talk to him at some point. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Foo Fighters. Mammoth WVH. 
Finger Eleven. It's me and you! It's you and I! Together I! New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. <laughs> well, I'm glad you played that, Steve, because our coolest teacher is actually on the line. And uh, whether his name is pronounced that way or not, from now on, he will be known as Kenny DeLeo to us. But this is Kenny DeLeo, I think. Good morning, Mr. DeLeo. How are you? Good, good. How are you guys doing? Good. So correct us on the pronunciation, if you would. It's Delio. It's Delio. Delio. Well, we were going with Delio. We're going with Delio. Well, listen, uh, you're a teacher at the Baldwin School, and how about that? The kids think you're the coolest teacher there. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I was surprised when I heard about it. Nice. And uh, so I was reading a little bit of information about you. Uh, You teach ceramics and sculpture. Is that correct? That is, yep. I didn't wow. realize you could specify yeah. that much. Uh, you know, that that's, uh, that to me would be under the under the label of art teacher, yeah. right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're the art teachers. We get to break all the rules, so that's why the, all the kids like us. Oh, the art teachers were always the coolest because yeah. I'm actually a pretty decent, you know, sketch artist. Yeah, I have fun are. with that. So, uh, yeah, but it was always the most casual class. Yeah, it's a great class. It's always loud, always music on. Oh, uh, I just love being here. Do you? So do you? So every art teacher I ever had allowed you to bring in music, and uh, uh, so so do you? You do that as well. You allow the kids to play music. I play mine. You play yours. <laughs> <laughs> they, have horrible, they have horrible days in music, so I got to I got to teach them a little. Very. Good. You're a teacher, yeah. man. That's what you do, and you have local ties. You uh, you went to school here, right? Yeah, well, I went New Jersey. I went to uh, Rancocas Valley. Okay, and then how about uh, you? I, I see you went to University of the Arts. I went to the University of the Arts. For, yep, for undergrad. Wow, and then uh, got your master's where? At uh, the University of Delaware. All right, so in and around the area, which is great. And then, you know, how does uh, is it tough finding a an art teacher gig? Are there because uh, it seems like there's lots of artists and lots of teachers. It would be hard to find that particular position. Uh. I wasn't looking. It kind of fell into my lap. Someone said this job was available at the last minute, and uh, yeah, I applied for it, and I got it, and I've been here ever since, 13 years. Nice. So let me ask you a question, because, uh, you know, it's like it's weird that you can, quote-unquote, teach art. Now, you can teach technique, right? And um, But also, as an art teacher or instructor, not only are you an artist, but you're also kind of a critic. Would you agree with that assess- assessment? Absolutely. My students tell me I judged way too much. <laughs> well, that's that's got to be hard as an artist to be a critic at the same time. Or, yeah. or fun. Yeah. yeah. This, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it can be fun. Um, I, I always tell my students I'll never lie to them. So um, they know I'm always going to tell them the truth. And honestly, there's always a way to make it better. So I just try to inspire them. I would imagine part of that, though, is uh, is realizing the effort that the student put in as opposed to what their actual talent is. Yeah, yeah. You get a, especially towards the end of the year, the effort kind of goes away. Right. You just keep pushing them. Is it yeah. possible to have literally no talent and still just by effort still pass the class? Yeah, yeah, because we, 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 we teach a lot of techniques. So as long as they're, they're following through with the technique, mm-hmm. They're going to have some sort of success. There you what's, go. Uh, what's senioritis like around this time of year? Uh, if they show up, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a miracle. Our, our class was a blow-offable <laughs> class. Yeah. Uh, well, listen. Uh, what's up? What's coming up for the summer, uh, Ken? Uh, nothing much. Everyone's just counting the days down. I think we have graduation tomorrow. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, wow. Yeah. So we're we're all ready to head off. 
All right. Well, listen, rather than actually sculpt a mug for you, they tasked us to give one to you. And it is the official Preston Steve Cools Teacher of the Year coffee mug, which we hope you will display proudly. And we're also going to give you a $50 uh, Five Below gift card on top of that. All right, Kenny? That's uh, great. Thank you, guys. You, bet. you got it. Congratulations. Kenny Delio, guys. Yay! Or Delio. Uh, who is from the, what, what's the, the Baldwin School. And now we have the Academy Park High School students voting in Sharon Hill, Pennsylvania. And you get till tomorrow morning. And then we choose one more school and that's it. And we're done for 2023. So uh, text the word. If you go to Academy Park High School, uh, text the word teacher to 39333 for the voting link. So yesterday we should be getting a call in a moment. We're going to talk to Karen Rogers of uh, 6ABC about uh, the whole smoke thing. That's yes. going on in the atmosphere. But... It was last night around 8 o'clock or so uh, that Rochelle and I, or Rochelle called me outside. She's like, hey, she's like, does this smell like a controlled burn that's going on somewhere? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I step outside. So, so it was in the evening. And not only smelled it, uh, but saw smoke wafting oh, yeah. across, you know, the, the back part of our neighborhood. I'm like, okay. And I was like, well, maybe somebody's burning leaves. And I'm like, wait a minute. It's spring slash summer. Nobody's burning leaves right now. Uh, and Maybe they do. We don't know, but we didn't. Well, but then we didn't see. Uh, we didn't see any black smoke per se, because the black smoke means something's on fire. fire so right. There's, there's a there's a home fire or something like that. Right. Um, so we knew. We just, I just thought maybe uh, somebody was you know was having a bonfire. I don't know what. And uh, so we just kind of brushed it off because uh, we didn't hear any sirens or anything. I didn't see anything that was cause for alert. And I went back inside and come back out, and she's like, hey, so uh, this is the, it's from the uh, Canadian wildfires. Which is crazy, because as you pointed out earlier, we've had raging fires in the Pine Barrens. Yeah. yeah. And I, and I d- never recall an issue like this where you could smell it. Not even I, a sniff. I'm home midday yesterday, so, you know, sunny. I get out of the car, I'm like, okay. And then I'm, I'm like, you know, what is... Because I'm very my 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 olfactory senses are are, are always Sharp. on 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 uh, high, you yeah. Know? So um, anytime I, anything I smell in the house, I walk around, uh, and so I start walking around the outside of the house because I'm outside at the time and I'm looking. It, it, that's how profound it was. I'm like, something's got to be burning somewhere here, and I didn't realize until this morning that that's what that was. Yeah, I, Shell's like uh, she goes here. This is the fire from Canada. And I go no. I go no. It's not. I said they've. We've been. It's been obscuring the uh, the the sky for yeah. the past few days. That's why the sun looks strange uh, during the sunset. And I go, "There's no way that smoke is coming from Canada, and we can actually so see dumb. the smoke." You are so dumb. You are so dumb. And I went to bed, and then woke up this morning and saw the story, and I'm like, "Oh, I'm an idiot." I, I, shut up, woman. I had no idea, no idea, because we've had the California fires, yes. which have obscured the sun. Yes, it affected us here. Didn't smell or anything, yeah. but I guess the wind was perfect for it to come down this way. Yeah, the, the haze that just like blanketed the neighborhood um, where I was, and you know, all, I saw pictures uh, of people of people at the Phillies game. Like you could just see it. I knew what was going on because uh, I got that Montgomery County Public Safety Alert, um, which I mean specifically said that it was uh, the the fires from Canada. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, so we have someone who can speak on a level of expertise. She's a very good friend of ours from Six ABC, Karen Rogers, hey. meteorologist. Hey, hey Karen. How you doing? We're a little. I'm, I'm a little choked up here from all this uh, in the atmosphere. Uh, yeah, I was driving in this morning, and the moon was a glow. 
in uh, Orange. And like you were just saying, you really smelled the smoke out there. And you guys already brought up such a good point. I have to jump in because you were talking about Canada. I was just thinking about that. or talking about the wildfires in California, how that really didn't affect us as much. We yeah. were like, oh, look at the kind of cool sunrise and sunset. It looks a little more orange. Yeah. But we weren't having air quality issues. Right. And, and the difference with this one is that we have a really well-mixed atmosphere. So it's kind of a turbulent atmosphere. We've got the winds mixing uh, in different layers of the atmosphere. So it's just bringing those smoke particles down to the surface. Not only are you smelling it and seeing it, but it's actually reducing visibility. Yes. yes. causing similar conditions to fog where you're seeing less than two-mile visibility in some spots this morning. This seems like a bit of an anomaly, Karen, because I was we were just before you came on, we were talking about, you know, we've had raging wildfires in, in the Pine Barrens and, yeah. like, never felt, sniffed even the slightest bit of, of a smoke right. smell in Philadelphia. I think it's just more an issue where there's several things that collided at once. So right now in Canada, they're having the worst ever. They've got about double what they would normally get at this point. So on set to be the worst ever. They had all the fires in Nova Scotia and they've had now in Quebec. So overall, they've had over 400 fires burning, you know, not quite that far away. And in addition to that, if you had like, let's say you had the wildfire and then you had a rainfall. Well, then it's going to kind of limit the smoke and how it travels. Uh, right. And had the rain. Not so true. Over five inches now yeah. that were below average since January. And they've been dry there as well. That's why the fires are going out of control. So because we're all so dry, you have nothing to limit it. So it's not that, oh, this has maybe never happened before. It's just kind of the confluence of all these things that are negative that are making it worse. And they're almost separate issues that yeah, are yeah. related. It's been dry. They're getting more fires, right? So because of that, the smoke is traveling, and because we have the winds that are kind of mixing, that's sort of a separate issue, but it's coming down to the surface. We have various different elements that are making it worse for us right now. And and with the, the dry conditions, we're we're in a, a danger zone of potential we fires. Are. Yeah. Yeah. So yesterday was a red flag warning. Yeah. Today it's more of a cautionary tale. They're saying, you know, be careful out there. You don't want to start any fires. We had a couple of spots that got a couple of uh, quick thunderstorms yesterday, and that was about it. Today Day is dry. Tomorrow, just a spotty shower chance, maybe a couple of showers Friday. But so a lot of these conditions are going to continue. And the smoke, though, it's a little better now than it was, uh, say, uh, eight hours ago with the smoke. But it's going to get a little worse tonight. You're going to notice it again, like late afternoon into tonight. It's going to get a little bit worse, a little bit denser. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow, it eases up a little bit, so it gets a little better then. But yeah, our dry conditions continue. and, And that's kind of part of the problem we need something to wash this atmosphere yeah, out for sure yeah karen i was paying ahead like maybe monday you know you might get but that's kind of a ways away to say okay. karen i was paying attention to how this was affecting the sports world last night the uh, lehigh valley iron pigs had their game canceled they were up in syracuse and then I, I saw some posts from the yankees game and it just looked like this awful black smog haze uh, descended upon yankee stadium do you think it might affect uh, the phillies game tonight Ah, you know, it's good you brought that up. I'm not a sports girl. I didn't think of that until you said it. I'm not going to lie. I was thinking, what's one of my kids' activities? Uh, (laughs) But yeah, no, I I think it definitely could because it's going to get a little worse uh, late this afternoon and tonight. So we'll just have to see how they handle it. They, you know, they have their own people that will make those decisions. But I guess I wouldn't be surprised to see that happen because it will be worse. Uh, the Phil's game, I think it's 6.05 today, right? So it'll be a little worse then than we're dealing with right now. So fair to assume that tomorrow it'll be clearing up, uh, uh, um, would you say, substantially yeah, more? Yeah, it'll be 
noticeable, but I don't think you're going to smell it as much. I don't think you're going to see it during the day as much. Too. All right. All right. Cool. Well, I was thinking there's like graduations that are happening now, yeah. you know, outside. Yeah. And I'm like, are they, will they go on with them? Or I is this something? Some kids' activities are canceled, especially for the younger ones. You know, we were talking to some, uh, some moms who have younger kids and some of their field days are canceled because it is, you kind of want to think for today, it's the young. It's the elderly, people with respiratory issues, asthma. Uh, when I was doing our Philly forecast, that's what I was telling people. Like, you know, I wouldn't go if you had some health issues that might prevent it because the fine particulate matter in the in the wildfire smoke, that's what can get into your lungs. So that's the issue. And now it's down at the surface where in the past, some of these times, it's just been way up in the upper levels of the atmosphere and not influenced us as much. So it really is impacting us. All right. Okay, interesting. All right, we needed some official information. Thank you yes, for clearing that I will that be up. your official informant anytime. <laughs> I you. love it. Thank you. All right, Karen, take care. Thanks for calling in. Six ABC meteorologist yeah. Karen Rogers. Um, and with that, uh, I have Marissa grab some smoke clips. Oh. And if you can identify this smoke clip, Casey, uh, what do we have? Uh, whatever. We're going to give stuff away? Yeah, I mean, we have uh, a load of things. We have a Queens of the Stone Age tickets. We do Ooh. have uh, cases of Victory Summer Love. We have tickets to see Adam Ray at, uh, oh. where is this, Punchline Philly. And we also, I believe, have tickets to see Tracy Morgan at Ocean Resort Casino. When natural right. disasters become your way to win. That's what right. What movie is this from? Smoking or non-smoking? Non-smoking. Smoking! You don't smoke? No, I don't. But I did. Oh. Oh, my dear, and I found the best way to keep from smoking again, lighting up, is to be around those who do smoke. Okay, 215-263-WMMR. <laughs> should be able to figure that out. Uh, Kathy, I was... Wondering about you, you're very sensitive to scents and smells and things in the air and stuff mm, like that. All that kind Activity. of like stuff. Uh, I just don't feel well. Was this bothering you? You know what? Um, I smelt it and because I, I could feel like... Uh, Did even, I deal it? <laughs> no, but even like in the air, but I also didn't want to... Like when I got the alert last night, you know, I immediately was like, oh my God, that's why I was having trouble breathing. That's why I don't feel good today. And I'm like, no, like just don't make it like a mental thing. I'm trying not to be like, oh yeah, this is it. This is why. <laughs> this is why you're not feeling so great. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, so I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Oh, yeah, and sometimes you just default to it. Like, yeah, yeah it's, that's got to be it. Of course. Well, because right. I, I also gave my mom a hard time. Remember, I said yeah. this like last week or something. She was like, you know, the wildfires in Canada, and I was like, same thing. With, yeah. Like, yeah. You know, I was like, get. I was like, listen. Yeah. I understand that the air quality alerts are for everyone, and you need to take it seriously. But come on, we're not staying inside. And now, yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Let's see if somebody knows this uh, movie. Smoking or non-smoking? Non-smoking. Smoking! You don't smoke? No, I don't. But I did. Oh. Oh, again, I found the best way to keep from smoking again, lighting up, is to be around those who do smoke. All right, I'm going to go to John. Hey, John. Hey, yes, I would like a uh, Bloody Murray. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a Bloody Murray? (laughs) Yes, um, it's Miss Doubtfire. Yeah, it is Miss Doubtfire, yes, absolutely correct. So hang on the line, we're going to give you something to drink, not a Bloody Mary, but... A case of Victory Summer Love. You can taste Victory with your favorite summer crusher. Victory Brewing Summer Love, lemony hops, crisp and refreshing and ready for your cooler. All right, I'm going to play another. Real quick, I I don't, why did she want to sit in the smoking section? I don't remember why. Because the the guy who was, uh, who he was meeting to to pitch the TV show to. Okay. Was sitting in non-smoking. Remember there were two, he had to be in two places at once in the restaurant. Yes, 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 yes. And she wanted the family to sit in smoking so that they weren't, so he could move from table Mm -hmm. to table. I got it, got it. 
All right, here's another smoking clip. Let's see if you know this one. Burnt my fingers, man. I, I beg your pardon? <laughs> man that watches so hot is smoking. Hot. All right, <laughs> let's see if you know that. That's a good one. 215-263-WMMR. Uh, yeah, so I was... Um, uh, I was. It, it was starting to get inside the house. That's kind of weirded me out a little. Are bit. you the kind of guy who goes on patrol the second you hear? Or, I mean, uh, the second you smell something? Yes, yeah. I'm very attuned to that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Rochelle, even more so than me. But but I will absolutely if I if I you know smell a hint of of gas or yeah. or smoke or something like that, I will do the literally nose up in the air. Yes. Walking around, absolutely like a freaking bloodhound, trying to find out uh, where it is. But to I, me, it's two things: it's the smell of smoke and cat urine, and oh. we are oh, yeah. we are free of that. If a cat ever has like a uh, like a kidney issue or like no. like a urinary tract infection, but otherwise, yeah, the smoke as anything, and I go nuts. How about when someone smells something and you can't smell it? So like oh, Rochelle yeah. used to smell gasoline all the time yeah. in our garage, and. And it was freaking her out. And I would come out there and I'm like, I don't smell anything. Yeah. I don't smell it. It's it's over here. And she's walking around all over the place. It would drive me crazy. I'm like, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know what the hell, what the hell do you <laughs> what want? What do you want me to do? Santa's got to go. Yeah. But uh, uh, I always smell it. Yeah. My, I, I guess I, I've never. I'm usually the one who's the, the smeller. Yeah. yeah. But last night, that was uh, that was clearly what was going on. It was a weird smell, too. Like, uh, when I came out, because I was at my uh, my daughter's school, we were at, like, this assembly, and I walked outside, and, and I thought it was like, I was like, is there a tire fire or something like that? Yeah, that's a, that's a much different smell. That's, yeah. that's very acidic. Yeah. Mine, mine the, where it was, it, it flat out just smelled like wood smoke to me, like a, like a campfire. In years uh, past, yeah. when they've had, like, volcanic eruptions, like, around the world, I mean, uh. that'll affect the air around the world. You oh, know? yeah. You, and uh, I remember, was it Mount Pinatubo years ago? A volcano blew up. And for a long time afterwards, we were having these super red sunsets. Yeah. People swore they could smell stuff. I, that I didn't. I didn't believe. But um, yeah, it, it's it's weird to think up in Canada. Um, we're looking out the window. We're seeing a haze. Yeah. That this is affecting us this way. Well, this morning on the news, they were showing uh, like uh, lights at the link or something like that, and you know you can tell the difference yep, when there's yep. like if you go to a stage show, if they're using smoke, uh-huh. it's it defines the the beams. Uh, it makes the lights look more dramatic, and I, that's what it looked like when I was looking at the. At the it's footage. pretty cool, Marissa. There were lights off the uh, L and I building last night. It looked perfect, Batman, Steve. I love that. Like, exactly the the kind of sky you'd shoot the bat signal into. Right. Do you like Canadian fires? You will. <laughs> Let's see if we can get an answer. What is this movie? What movie is this from? My thing is, man. I beg your pardon. Man that watches so hot is smoking. Hot. All right, let me go to uh, Johannes. Hey, Johannes, good morning. Hey, how are you guys doing? Awesome, bud. All right, you know what movie that's from? Yes, it is. Uh, it is Trading Places. Yes! <laughs> Trading Places. <laughs> Stan Aykroyd. And actually, Bo Diddley is the guy. Yeah, oh, yeah, really? uh, yeah who was given that line. He's the uh, uh, he's the guy in the, in the um, pawn shop. shop. Yeah. How much does it cost in South Philly? <laughs> 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. Do you right. want to, can you guess this, Preston? I have a clip for you, all right? It has to do with smoke. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Is that... 
Casey playing Smoke on the Water with his butt cheeks? Yes. All right. Yeah. Got it. All right. What do we have for Johannes, by the way? Uh, we have a pair of tickets to see Tracy Morgan. That's going to be on Friday, ah. October 13th at Ocean Casino Resort in Atlantic City. Now, tickets go on sale this Friday for that show. This Friday at 10 a.m., you can visit theoceanac.com for tickets and information. It's a 21 and older show. All right. Here's an easy one. All right. Let me play a clip, see if you know this movie. Smoking. All right. Yeah. One of the classics. Two one five two six three eight WMMR is the number. Uh, the the I, I actually didn't get this sensation last night, but it was making me think of um, how absolutely painful it is if you are at a campfire and the wind blows in your direction and that smoke goes directly uh. in your eyes. <laughs> when smoke gets in your eyes. Oh my! Uh, God. I'll tell you this. That's why I do love uh, you know a wood fire, but having the propane fire pits. Oh, much cleaner, yeah. much cleaner. Yeah. You don't have to smelling like smoke, but uh, yeah, uh, you know it's a trade-off. That's true. I do like playing with the fire and though. the crackling sound that's, and that's all that. Fun, yeah. but, and it's less likely to, to explode like those can mm. canisters of propane are. We're right. a big s'mores family in my household. My daughter had her friends over on Friday night, and we have a the, the propane fire yeah. pit, and and so they were making s'mores. I was so mad. I walked out there on. Sunday, and there was a stick with marshmallow on it just sitting on the deck. I was like, come on, man. Like, clean up after yourselves. Like, marshmallows get all over the place, you know? Yes, of course. And Nick, by the way, Preston brought uh, brought this up. We had those a couple of weeks ago. Um, I'm a little mad. Okay, the Oreos, what? s'mores, marshmallow, s'mores. and chocolate. Or s'morios. Oh, well, wait, we have these right now. Yeah, yeah. all right. So uh, my, I believe I am owed a cut of this because I brought it up on the air uh, two or three years ago. My son invented s'morios. Uh, and I looked, I did a Google search back then. There was no s'morios on the market. Now, Oreo, oh. um, which is a, a Nabisco brand, has their very own s'mores Oreo. Right. And I believe that they stole that idea. Explain what the s'morio is, please. Uh, so um, Ben's invention, my son's invention, is slightly different. It was uh, you would unscrew a, an Oreo and use the um, the cake side uh, of either, uh, the, you know, the cookie side of the Oreo and then put a s'more in between the two. And you could do a s'more with a, um, a marshmallow and a uh, Hershey bar or a marshmallow and a um, Reese's oh, Peanut Butter Cup if you, okay. if you so choose. All right. But now they have these pre-made s'morios and uh, I call shenanigans. Did you, have you sampled the pre-made s'morios? I have, yeah. They're good. Are they <laughs> as good as uh, making it over the campfire? Well, it's uh, different because the, you know, the campfire has a melted marshmallow. Yeah. And, you know, it's I'm going to have to recommend something of MA. And, okay. and, and they're connected to the Mutiny on the Marshallow, yes. but that's just part of it. Tuck-ins. Oh, yeah. never oh, had tuck-ins. They're so effing good. They're the greatest things ever. Yeah, and so what they make their own marshmallow, their own. Um, so it's just basically it's the marshmallow outside is it's the. A pr- it's a pre-made. Yeah. Not s'more? yet melted s'more. Okay. So so and it's all enclosed. Yeah. And you just it comes with the stick and everything, and then you just take the wrapper just off and you go. put it over the fire, and they have like but, all different. Some are filled with you know Reese cups. Some have the chocolate. Like you can all pick. sorts of flavors. Yeah, but it's it, it's excellent, and I mean. I I veered from the s'mores train a while ago, and then when I got the propane, you know, fire pit, yeah. I came back. They're effing awesome. Uh, Casey had uh, enlightened me to the uh, peanut butter cup version yeah. of s'mores, which is pretty amazing. Right. I just don't like marshmallow anymore. Well, okay, so th- so I don't like s'mores because I don't love marshmallows. Right. However, I will say these s'moreos, for whatever reason, I don't know where they came from. Somebody else got them, are in my cabinet right now, and Jace was eating them, and he's like, Mom, just try one. They're really good. And I did, and it was really good, and I don't like s'mores. All right. Um, I'm going to play this one more time. We'll see if we can get a winner here. What movie is this from? 
Spoken. Easy one. I'll go to Shauna. Hi, Shauna. Good morning. Oh, Oh, wait. We have a song for you, Shauna. Hang on just a second. Yeah, Yeah, there we go. Thank you. Shauna Genie. All right, Shauna. Yeah. What movie is that from, please? The Mask. The Mask. Hang on the line. Tickets for you, right, Case? Yeah, pair of tickets to see as MMR rocks. Queens of the Stone Age. That is going to be on Tuesday, August 8th at the Man Center. Tickets go on sale for that show this Friday at 10 a.m. via Ticketmaster. All right, Case, question. Should we take a break we now? We should, yeah. All right, because we're going to go live on Friday. Oh, right. we got to do that. Uh, but anyhow, yeah, the uh, the whole smoke thing, a little bit more of that today. So uh, just a heads up on that. But uh, it's kind of weird. Never seen anything quite like it. Uh, we're going to take a break. <laughs> we'll come back in a moment. And the Bizarre file as well as Fox 29, so stay put. We'll be right back. It's a scientific fact. People like free shit. And at WMMR.com, you can find out how to score yourself some of that, like concert tickets, autographed gear, and even cash. Become an MMR VIP to get extra chances to enter online at WMMR.com. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Steven only sells real natural earth-born diamonds. Well, you're right. But Steven will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled by real natural earth-born diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Steven Singer Jewelers, online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We're going right on Fox Good Day. Here we go, friends. With your hours, do you even share a bed with your partner, Preston? Oh, uh, sorry. I was, uh... He was distracted. I was distracted. Kathy's so pretty today. I do not share a bed. My wife and I have not slept together for, dare I say, decades now uh, because of the time difference and and just our overall preference in in sleeping arrangements. And uh, because she likes it uh, warm. I like it cold. She likes it the TV on. I like it dark. You know, so we decided years ago. Nobody's getting any sleep. Why don't we split up? And so, therefore, we don't have little squabbles or anything like that. Yeah. Are you uh, a sleep night? divorce? Is mm-hmm. that what they call it? Yeah. yeah. Sleep divorce. Are you in separate rooms? Yes, absolutely. Have to be. Yeah. You're, you're in the bathroom. To, <laughs> when it comes to romantic times, mm. do oh you gosh. meet someplace else? Oh, no, you just stay by yourself in your room. Yeah, essentially. She calls me, we FaceTime, and we make I'm it I'm going to get romantic tonight, honey, so don't come in. Uh, but, yes, we do. We will uh, We will meet up in one of the rooms. And we, we enjoy it. You know, it's it's kind of fun. It's like, okay, where like, where today? Like a date night. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Uh, Steve, you're up. Yeah, when I'm um, making love to uh, Preston's wife, yes. we tend to... No, what? no. The, the, um, 
Yeah, it's the same thing. Honestly, my wife has a, a, a particular way she likes to sleep, like almost like an iguana. No air moving. It, it, it's different. It works okay. for her. Uh, it, we are sleep divorced in that way. But it, you know what? We 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 used to fight a lot, uh, you know, about sleeping, and I, I don't like being cuddled and spooned. Uh, yeah, that I yeah, want to go to no. sleep. It gets too. I get don't too warm. Me. Don't yeah, touch me. And if you're not getting sleep, you're not going to be happy. Right. Nobody's happy. I adore right? my wife, but yeah. uh, but it's just it's uncomfortable. Yes. Kathy? Kathy just walked out. She actually just left the studio. Yeah. I don't know why. Um, she's, oh, I hope she's okay. I think oh, she's, she's coming over to make love problem. to you. <laughs> 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 she gets so turned on by your voice. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, some people want to watch TV. I don't. I need silence. Complete silence. Really? I can't um, do the TV thing, yeah. So, so I, um, what, what's your take, Preston, on, on, on snoring? It, it 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 can be bothersome. Uh, well, I I snore a little bit. Uh, she snores a little bit, and therefore, it, yeah, I hate it. I can't. I, there's no way I could be in the same room with someone snoring. I have I, I would no. not be able to sleep at all. Have you have you guys ever had someone record you snoring to prove? Because uh, I know I didn't believe that I snored, yes. and it, it's shocking, isn't it? Yes, uh, uh, a, a, a woman friend of mine <laughs> mm-hmm. recorded. Uh, me snoring on her phone to prove that I did. And what did you do when she heard yourself? You I feel? threw her out. <laughs> no. Yeah, hit the streets. No, it's embarrassing. I, I don't know why it's embarrassing because people do snore. Yeah. A lot of people snore. Yeah. Um, but I, I wish I didn't. <laughs> it's okay. We're having a support group later You're on three friends. o'clock. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I am Mike and I cry. snore. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hi, Mike. I want to say welcome, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> See you guys. All right. All right. We'll see you later, guys. Take care. Okie dokie. Is that delay still happening? Yeah. Yeah. It's. Yeah. We need to tweak it. It's 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 uh, harsh in my buzz. It makes communication difficult. It Absolutely. Does. All right. Um, Kathy left. Yeah. So right. why don't we do the Kathy's back in? Uh-huh. Okay, now if uh, if it's okay, we can can we do traffic? Yeah. All right, yeah, uh, yep, yep. that's all good. It's all good. So what's going on so far this morning, traffic wise? Okay, we got stop traffic on two ninety five northbound from Route one thirty to the forty two freeway. Forty two stopped from two ninety five uh, to six seventy six. There's an accident in the left lane. That is all through that construction there. So uh, a lot happening, which is causing all of this stop traffic in the area. Fifty five northbound, you're stopped from forty seven to forty two. So extra volume this morning morning in New Jersey. An accident on 422 has a jam from Limerick uh, to Collegeville. An accident off to the right shoulder. Pennsylvania Turnpike westbound slows 2nd Street Pike to Fort Washington. Delays on the Schuylkill Expressway. Eastbound go from the Blue Route into Belmont. The Boulevard to South Street westbound side. Uh, jams from the Boulevard to the Blue Route. Blue Route northbound heavy 95 to the media bypass southbound. The Mid-County tolls to the Schuylkill Expressway. Northeast extension northbound. A disabled vehicle at Quakertown in the right lane. That's causing traffic back to Lansdale. This traffic report brought to you by Colonel Seasons, available at Walmart with Colonel Seasons Popcorn Seasoning. You can turn what into what the what just said. Interesting with Colonel Seasons today, available in the popcorn aisle. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Brought to you this morning by A.D. Moyer, your professional source for decks, windows, doors, millwork, and more. A.D. Moyer. 
Facebook.com. A 49-year-old man was injured after he was dumped from a trash truck into a landfill yesterday. What was he doing in a trash truck? Police said in a Facebook post the operator had retrieved a waste container in Detroit and was emptying it at the Woodland Meadows Landfill when he noticed a man get up from the ground and walk away. Uh, the man was reportedly treated by an ambulance on the scene. Police say he was uh, then transported to a local hospital for minor minor injuries. I feel like garbage. Uh, no additional yeah. details were provided this time. I immediately thought of uh, Better Off Dead. Of, yeah. Man, yeah. people throwing away a perfectly good white boy in the trash as he's riding down in the trash truck. So, I don't know. I guess maybe the guy fell asleep in a dumpster. It's quite possible. You know, yeah. he's lucky. He They're is, very comfortable. He is lucky he is alive. A lot he, of people he wasn't compacted. die from that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, speaking of dying, a British base jumper died after plunging 400 meters from a mountaintop in Italy. Ugh. Mark Andrews, who was 65, was killed instantly after falling down the rock face in Trentino while wearing a wingsuit. Uh, he is thought to have been wearing a parachute. However, it remains unclear if he was unable to deploy it, while police said that the exact circumstances were under investigation. That's the problem with those wingsuits, is I that know. you have to be up really high to use them. They look so cool. They look phenomenal. Like, it would be amazing to do it, but those guys fly really close to the ground. They do. Uh, so the tragic accident occurred on Saturday morning at a popular base jumping spot in the Italian Dolomites at uh, Paganella near the city of Trento. Mr. Andrews had reportedly gone to the site on his own before a fellow base jumper called the emergency services after they watched the horrific accident unfold. Uh, It is understood that Mr. Andrews died uh, close to the spot where another British skydiver perished exactly a year before. Uh, Mr. Andrews, who had been living in Bucharest with his wife, was a lover of base jumping and posted clips often of his escapades. The 65-year-old retired engineer is said to have been a relative latecomer to base jumping as a sport. However, he had completed nearly 600 jumps before. That's a lot. Time. So he was, he was, you know, he's done it. So he jumped off quite the, a bit. He jumped off the cliff, right? Yeah, yeah. And he was wearing a wingsuit. Yes. And his intent obviously was to wing fly, right? Yeah, yeah correct. Uh, that didn't happen. And I don't know if it happened, you know, far along the route. If he clipped something and then fell, or if there was a malfunction in the suit, I don't know. Well, you see when they, they do what they call threading the needle, oh where they'll fly God. between. Oh. It's insane. Like natural bridges yeah, and stuff, they'll yeah. fly through those. Oh. oh, my God. Not me. A mountain rescue helicopter was brought in to recover the body as he was later flown to a nearby hospital. It's a great repatriation. You yeah. know the movie a Cliffhanger? They filmed that there in these mountains in the Dolomites oh, wow. in Italy. Yeah, and they're the really striking mountains with the sheer cliffs. Okay. So I, I guess what that's part of the reason why it's appealing to um, you know to these types of jumpers. But yeah. that's where they shot the movie. It's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> it's really beautiful. What? What's that about an avalanche? Uh, a man was arrested Sunday night after witnesses called nine one one to report that they saw him messing with an elk. Uh, Sunday night officers. Responded to the report at the Elk Fields, by the way. You don't mess with an elk. Officers were told that uh, a man in a University of Washington shirt was, quote, messing with the elk. I don't know what messing I mean, with is it means. That, uh, sexually? Uh, we No, I don't think so. When witnesses called 911, they told officers the man went after them. One person told officers the man threatened them with a gun. Wow. When they arrived, the man attempted to leave in a truck, and uh, once officers noted a bottle of vodka in the truck's cup holder, and he was detained for a DUI investigation, the man was found uh, to be unarmed. Go mess with that elk. He was booked into jail. I'm going to pants him. Driving while intoxicated. So, Nick, I started watching, I started, I subscribed to the Torons of Yellowstone. Yeah. Yeah. There is a guy. I saw this. 
who, and he's done this more than once, Steve. Oh. The bear, the bear dude. Yeah. He, will, he will pull up next to a bear on the side of the road. He will get out of the car, rip his shirt off, and run at it like the Hulk. And then the bears run off. Do we want to do a death pool on this guy now? Because sure. you know how it's going to end. He, there's, there's no way he is going to survive. Yeah. Um. There's a, a grizzly. He's been lucky. Is going to kill him. It's insane. Wild dash cam footage shows an hour-long chase involving a stolen school bus and multiple law enforcement agencies Tuesday morning. Perfect escape vehicle. Yeah, Chad A. Murdoch allegedly hijacked the school bus in Cincinnati around 10, 15 a.m. before heading police, uh, leading police across state lines into Indiana. The 32-year-old raced through cornfields and numerous yards trying to escape police before getting stuck in a field. There's video footage of him driving through these fields. Cornfields. Bus. It's crazy. Officers eventually uh, deployed a tire deflation device successfully, which caused the tires of the bus to flatten. The students must have got a cake out of it. At approximately 11.15 a.m., the wild pursuit ended. Officers boxed the bus in as it drove through another field, causing Murdoch's rampage to stop in Indiana. Uh, the alleged bus hijacker was taken into custody. Multiple police vehicles were damaged due to collisions with the bus during the case. Fields and yards also sustained lots of damage. A 17-year-old is facing a felony charge after officials say she allegedly attempted to order a hit on a 7-year-old. A hit on a 7-year-old? Yeah, and if My mother would just spank me. Listen, officials were contacted on Friday for a report at midnight of someone visiting the parody website called rentahitman.com. That's... How many times have I mentioned them in the Bizarre File? At least seven or eight. Uh, with the intention to hire someone to kill a young child. The webmaster of the website told officials that the yes, person... My, uh, son didn't brush his teeth. <laughs> I'd like you to kill him. ...that allegedly visited the website two times and provided the child's private information, including their name and location. An investigation was launched immediately, and officials were able to identify the child and possible suspect. An officer went undercover and posed as a hitman while making contact with the suspect. And the officer was able to confirm that the potential suspect allegedly wanted their target killed. The 17-year-old suspect was taken into custody Friday, and further interviews were conducted. Officials were able to determine that the solicitation was a credible threat against a 7-year-old child. My 7-year-old was running with scissors. I want you to take him out. Uh, so they were charged with one count of solicitation to commit murder, a Class C felony, and was referred to juvenile court. So what's the average going wow. price for a hit these days? I don't know. What do they do? They have a pricing structure on that website? That's a good question. But usually when I do hear in these stories, sometimes it's like, you know, $2,500, yeah. $5,000, like not ridiculous right, amounts. Like $20,000, $30,000. Yeah. Not ridiculous amounts of money. Wow. All it's very right. cost effective, actually. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you, my friend. All right, uh, let us take a break. Uh, a little bit later on this morning, we're going to have Ray Dinniger stopping by and Gordon Clapp. They're talking about the show that's running at the Bucks County Playhouse yes. now uh, called Tommy and Me. It's about Tommy McDonald. And so we'll get those guys in here. And before all of that, make sure you text the word SECRET to 39333 because we have tickets uh, to give away a chance for you to win uh, passes to see Tracy Morgan Friday, October 13th at the Ocean <laughs> Casino Resort in Atlantic City. Uh, by the way, a couple new Daily Rush videos. You know what? I'll hit those when we come yes. back. I'll mention those. But there's a lot of good stuff uh, video-wise uh, through PrestonandSteve.com. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. 
WMMR presents the I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive. Friday, June 16th, two locations in Oaks at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center or South Philly at the Event Center inside Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia. Sign up now at WMMR.com. Donors get the newest Preston and Steve t-shirt, a window niche and tote bag, ever-fresh juice, and our sincere thanks for making a real difference in our community. Appointments are required, so secure your preferred time today at WMMR.com. The 18th annual I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive, benefiting the American Red Cross from 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Hey, uh, yes, new Daily Rush video. It is uh, Justin Collette talking about Beetlejuice. The yes. actor came by, he played Beetlejuice on stage here in Philadelphia. And that runs through the 11th, so the shows are still going on. Uh, but it says here, the spectral bio-exorcist from Beetlejuice, the musical, stops by the studio to talk about his time at Second City, how musicals are developed, and working with the kids of the School of Rock on Broadway, and sponsored by Xfinity's Speed Internet. Learn more at Xfinity.com, and you can watch uh, now at WMMR.com slash Daily Rush. And I watched another one of our Keenan's videos yesterday. Oh, it was uh, Pornhole. <laughs> Which was so much yeah, fun. And, it is great. And the people in the gimp masks were <laughs> lovely. Uh, saw the story yesterday, and I was sad. You know, we see uh, the people that pass uh, that we've never known but have some kind of an effect in our lives via uh, the arts or whatever it may be, sports. Um, and a woman by the name of Astrid Gilber- Gilberto uh, passed away. She was the Brazilian singer who is singing on the girl from Ipanema. Uh, this is her, yes. And you, I guarantee you've heard this song. Yeah. I don't care how old you are. I adore this song. Same. Uh, it is, it's It's kind of considered, you know, elevator, milk toast type of music. It, it is on several of my playlists. I just, it, it relaxes me. I feel better after I listen to it. Her sort of laconic style yeah. singing is just very, it's very sexy well, and relaxing. What's it's it? elevator. It's classically elevator. Yeah. yeah. What's really interesting about how this came to be, uh, it's a really cool story. And I read it years ago. So it's the only thing that I really know of her, Astrid Gilberto. She was playing with Stan Getz, who was one of the all-time jazz greats. Well, she started as a pig caller. I did not. (laughs) (laughs) I told you it was a weird story. No, but so the the song, Grove Me Benima, was already a hit in South America. It's a... um, uh, it's, it's the original is sung in Portuguese. It's a Brazilian I've heard it. song. I've heard it sung in its original language. It's great. So, and, and in fact, the 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 non single version of this starts off in Portuguese, and it's her husband, a guy named João Gilberto, who is singing. And so, so Stan Getz was was recording this song with a bunch of Brazilian musicians, and um, Astrid, whose husband was Brazilian. Spoke English, and she was there as just kind of an interpreter, mm-hmm. so she could uh, relay what people were trying to communicate with each other. And they decided that this is a great song. We'd like to do a version of it. Stan Guess wanted to do a version of it, and they wanted to include uh, some English lyrics. So they rewrote them to make you know have yeah. to make a little sense in English. And no Santeria. She happened to be the only one amongst that group that really spoke English. Well, and she was not a trained singer. Because she sort of speak-sings it. Yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and it's, uh, but I love it. 
but she uh, she just happened to be there. They're like, right, let's record it with Astrid. And I love her voice. I think it's something slightly haunting about it. It's 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 really beautiful. It's I, well, it's timeless. Yeah, I'll call it timeless. Is yeah. one of the reasons why you consider it elevator music because of Blues Brothers? Maybe. Yeah. Oh, the it, scene when they're when they're headed up to pay the taxes. Yeah. It's playing. Uh, there's a, there's a Muzak version. It's the song in the background. Of Nick, it. Yeah. I think it's used in an elevator sequence in Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead. All right. When they get in in, in, in the mall. In Is the that mall. a nod to uh, Blues Brothers? Yeah, it could be because that takes place in a mall as well. But it's it. it's it's such a and and I've always been. A little embarrassed about the fact that I really love that song really? as much as I do. Why? Just a little bit. I don't know. And, and it's. Uh, I know. All right. You know what I mean? I know. I have a song that I will. I love the song Cherish. You know the song Cherish? Cherish yeah. is the word I use to describe. I don't know how many times I wish then that I, I could tell you. you. Oh. Yeah. And it's one of those songs. Cherish me as much as I. Cherish you, and I do. We should play Ipus again. Yeah. Yes, we should. But this this almost even transcends Ipus. This is, yeah. What elevator songs? Yes, feel free share. Yeah. What 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 do you love? And and not just I mean like really elevator music. Yeah. Um, by the way, Marissa has the uh, uh, the original or the version where he's singing in yeah. the awesome. beginning. I think. Uh, hang on. Let's go. The, we go to the original. That, that was my bad. Yeah, that's it. Stop it. Kathy, what kind of margarita would you like? <laughs> Watermelon. Yeah. The girl, the girl from the woods. Yeah. Oh my God. Kata kota nipa, go tai tai. Does anybody else want to offer up uh, oh, some yeah. music that? Uh... Well, Casey was playing one yesterday off air after the show, and uh, it's a guilty pleasure. But Madonna, crazy for oh, you? Oh yeah, what yeah. Is it? Which one? Madonna, crazy for you? I, I would almost think in this realm that that would almost be like a Tool song compared to. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, it's very poppy. But I mean, it's a. Pop, it's a these are songs that um, I'll, I'll give you another one, and it's an older song. Right. I do like this song. I do like this song. Yeah. I love the songs that embarrass you guys. I'm like, what's wrong with these? I'm not embarrassed these. by my. I don't even care anymore. Like, I'm not going to apologize for the music that I like. Do you know the song, Wendy? Oh my God! Who's walking down the streets of the city? Fifth Dimension? No. Who did that song? Oh, no. Everyone knows it's Wendy. They used that in Breaking bump. Bad. Because there was this tr- uh, a hooker named Wendy. Oh my God! And they, oh, that's yeah. Why. yeah. Yes. It just looked oh. horribly trashy. Yeah. And, and Wendy's got stories. Yeah. It's that sped up footage scene where they like it's a montage scene. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And they were playing that. I song never story. put two and two together. This is, there. Nick, this is, these are the songs that are always used to indicate, uh, you know, yeah, like yeah. like ha- hack sort of elevator. You're waiting in a doctor's office. Yep. This is the kind of stuff you'd hear on a Muzak system. Yeah, but yep. Vince Gilligan, uh, he does that with a lot of elevator type of music. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a song that I didn't know about until El Camino came out. Okay. And now I listen to it. I love it. It's it's on a couple of different playlists. And and the part that I love the most about it is that my 15 year old son loves this song, and this is on his like playlist. All right, and let's stuff. hear it. So here it is. Oh. <laughs> this is in it. 
Okay. No, no. Uh, uh, what was that? This that's is... pleasure and pain. Oh, crap. No, Chris. This is kind of rocks, No, man. This is awesome. No, this is from the album. I gave her the wrong song. It's... Uh, this is from Dr. Hook and the Medicine Show, Steve. I've never heard this song, but... Not me neither. But it's this song right here okay, uh, from it. Dr. Hook. All right. All right. Sexy Eyes? No. Okay. Sharing the night together. It's yeah. the scene. Oh, sharing the night together. Yeah. It's the scene where uh, Todd and um, Jesse are driving in the El Camino with the dead nanny or the dead uh, housekeeper in the back. I mean, they're going to drive to bury her in the middle of the desert. And, and Todd's got his... Uh, sorry, I'm going to turn it down, Preston. Friday. Todd is his hand out the window, and he's riding the wind with his hand out the window. There's a dead person in the back of his car, and he's just driving like no care in the world whatsoever. This actually... What is this song? Sharing the Night Together. together. Okay, and who's the singer? It's Dr. Hook. Okay. So hang on, the the chorus is coming up here. Oh, I just thought it went... Sharing the Night Together. Um, all right, so this made me think of one. Uh, it's it's not quite as elevator uh, as as a girl from Impanima, but hearing that song made me think of this. Was uh, damn it, Steve? I'm going to forget his name. The guy who did um, in in uh, uh, in Animal House. He's my love, my gave my love. love Stephen Sherry. Bishop. Stephen Bishop. Okay, okay. <laughs> Stephen Bishop did a song called On and On. On and on, she just keeps on crying, and you know that you feel like dying. On and on, on and on, on and on. I love that song. That's another one yeah. of those. I'm like, okay, that's complete elevator music. Yeah, we never played Steve's uh, first song that. He oh, did. here we go, yeah, Steve. Yeah. You ready? I like the bell in the back. I used to, my mother was, would put on a station, an AM station, when we would go to sleep. This little music. I would hear this all the time. It's burned in my head. And so it's like the warmest, wonderful feeling when I hear this song. Chickasaw, Chickasaw, Ty Ty. Oh, Nelly's so Ty Ty. <laughs> she smears her feces on the wall. I forgot to tell you guys this: the uh, the mm-hmm. share of the night together. The, I had such a crazy moment when we were driving across the country. It was me and Jackie and and Kyle. And we were driving through Albuquerque, and I was thinking of the song. I don't even know if I was talking of the song, but turn the radio on, and that. Song came on the radio. It wasn't. It wasn't on my playlist. It wasn't on the iPod that I played. It, it was actually, meant to be. It was meant to it be. Meant to be. That's why we won the Super Bowl. <laughs> yes. Oh, wait. Sharing the night. <laughs> sharing the night together. That song. That came song on. came yeah. on the radio. I don't remember. What we would you expect be... to pay for this amazing package? <laughs> I don't think uh, we might have been uh, Facebook living or Instagram living at the time, but it was just so bizarre. It was because at also that that same moment. 
I was talking about uh, the car wash from Breaking Bad, and I was like, oh, I wonder if that was actually in Albuquerque as well. And then I looked to my left, and the car wash was right there. It was so weird. And yes, you're right. That's why the Eagles won. It's why they won. Yeah. Preston, in, this, in the song Girl from Ipanema, in some of the versions, I think Peggy Lee did a version as well. Uh, but uh, there's that instrument. I don't know what it's called, but it's, that, it's like the scraping along. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's called like a, a gyro, or uh, it starts with a G. But you know what I'm talking about? Ding. Yeah. Ding. It, it looks like a, uh, sometimes they look like a fish, and you scrape yeah. a stick on it, and you can also tap it. It's, it's a fish stick. It's a fish stick. <laughs> Who's playing the fish stick on the stand? Guess. <laughs> Thanks to Mrs. Pauls for providing all our musical instruments uh. for the evening. <laughs> I think it's called a a, a gyro or, or, or galero. Nick, you'll have to look. You know, the, you know guys know that about. sound. It's like it's like um, not really. If you were to rifle like a, a stick along a a um, ridge, a ridge. Yeah, I don't know what that's called, and I don't even know what to look it's up. A fish look, stick. look up, look up, it's Mrs. like a gyro. G i r r. Yeah, G u i r o. Gyro. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. So yeah, that's it's a very cool, soothing sort of Latin percussion yeah. instrument uh, that uh, yeah adds a little bit of flavor to it. By the way, here's the Stephen Bishop song for you. Oh God, this is I, I love this song. This is a great song. Down in Jamaica, they got lots of pretty women. Steal your money, then they break your heart. She's in love with old Sam Taken from the fire into the frying pan On and on She just keeps on trying I, I don't dig this song She smiles when she feels like crying On and on On and on On and on Yeah, that's another one of those oh. Alright, hang this on I'm going to go to, uh, hey, I have Bill on the line. Hey, Bill, good morning. Good morning, Presbo. What's going on, brother? Yeah, yep, but just want to hear your confession of sorts. All right, man. So I'm a rock guy. I'm, you know, I like Tool. I like all the heavy stuff. But my guilty pleasure, and you all got to sing it with me. Okay. It is Barry Manilow, the song Magic. Mm-hmm. I know that song. How, you get, you got to kick it off a little bit for me here. All right, here we go. Yeah. Could it be magic? Come, come on, come on, come, oh, come into my arms. Oh, I know it. I, yes. I don't know it. It, it, it. I know, I know that title. Oh, you know it, dude. I, I do know it. I'm, I'm trying to get the rest of the lyrics. It's on the soundtrack to now. Um, <laughs> and Barry Manilow was a, a punchline for a long time. I mean, a huge I'm, hit. I'm but... sorry. I love some I Barry know. Manilow songs. I, know. I do, you too. Know? Yeah. pleasure of mine. But if you if you guys got it in your playlist. All right. We'll look, we'll look for it. it. We'll, we'll look for it, it Bill. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate yeah. it, man. And and a guy like Bill singing along to that song. You could just hear it in just his voice. It's a girl from Ipanema. Yes. I love that bitch. <laughs> Uh, and the story of the girl of Ipanema is kind of interesting. So the, this is a guy is just yeah. this beautiful girl walking by, and he, he pulls wishes, his pants. Down. No, he doesn't pull his pants down. That's the sound yeah. of the scraping. <laughs> he wishes he could say something to her. Yeah. Oh. He, he Every just, time she passes, I just go. Oh! <laughs> She's way out of his league. Yeah. And, okay. and he's like, you know, uh, yeah. He just he's like, I can't say anything to her. I just I can't. I don't even compare. I'm good. Good morning to see you. <laughs> Uh, uh, <laughs> that would be it. Uh, good morning. See you. 
Here's a gyro, by the way. <coughs> you guys know that sound, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. In, in the Calypso sort, it's, it's done more, it's slower. Yes. And in this song, so, by the way, Grove of Ipanema, uh, Ipanema had, had started the... Um, the, the the trend of bossa nova of that of that type of music Which becoming was very en vogue. Sixties cocktail party. Totally, uh, it was all part of that. Yeah. Um. Hang on, we're gonna go to uh, Bill next. Another Bill. Hey, Bill. Yes. Were you singing just now? I was. Ah. <laughs> I'm glad we caught you mid verse. What's yeah. up, man? Uh, Quando, 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 after the loving, oh my God! Uh, so, Bill, do you you actually know the lyrics to that song? Because uh, they're that's all I know is in quite a... Spanish, I think. It's like every time there's uh, someone sings at a karaoke, it just like pops into your head. Like, oh, I love this song. They, they right. adopted it, Bill, for Total Recall. It was Quato, Quato, Quato. Shut up! <laughs> Thank you, Bill. <laughs> and Quato is moving his hands, oh like God. you know, Quato, 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 Quato. Uh, so, uh, Astrid Gilberto became an overnight sensation, helped popularize Bossa Nova around the world. Uh, the girl from Ipanema went on to win a Grammy in 1965 for Record of the Year. You know what's the song that's out of that? Blame it on the Bossa Nova. Um, yes. Blame it on the Bossa Nova. And what were her uh, connections to Philadelphia? Because I've seen a few headlines that said Oh, that, that I don't know. Yeah, she spent a decent amount of time here. I, I think 6ABC posted something about it. I'm trying to find it, Preston. But, no yeah, she has a few Philly connections. Okay. That's so cool. Yeah. I mean, that's... I I know that um, what you guys are saying, and Kathy, even you love this song. It it, it just it makes you feel, feel good. relaxed and good. Yeah. By the way, she did not. She oh. was not credited on the track originally, and she only received a hundred and twenty dollars. What? Wait, her whole lifetime? For the session, no, for the song, that, and the producer strangled her parrot. Oh my yeah. god. Uh, no, I don't. I don't know about that. But she went on to work with artists and producers like Quincy Jones and George Michael. And released multiple albums and put out her last one in 2002. So she continued on. She ended up being successful. So she, so. she passed away here. She lived in Philly towards the end of her life. And, oh, uh, really? Been, yeah, been in yeah that was run. part of the story. Yeah. So, Nick, how old is she again? She was 83. Yeah. Dude, Where did she if live, she, I, I, I didn't know. If she was here, if I would have known try to get that she was on. here, I would have gotten her on the show. Oh, man. Oh, man. Who else is here that we don't know? That's a good question. That we'd be pissed if they died. Write a list of all the people we don't know are living here. Why, before you died, you didn't tell us that you lived here? Apparently, she was living here in privacy. She didn't want people like us to know. Uh, So uh, there were rumors that she lived in the Society Hill Towers. That she She was a big B one on one fan in uh, Narberth and Montgomery County. Um, so, uh, and she was not a total recluse, but I guess she sort of shied away from the Narberth's right down the street. Bill Weston. (laughs) I know you. Good morning, Astrid. In 2001, what if, what she if he a, knew the whole time? Right, yeah, Bill didn't tell Please us. don't tell anyone. In 2001, she made her first recording in 14 years at Indre Studios on Darien Street. What? Oh, yeah. my gosh. We probably ran into her at Acme or something like mm-hmm. that. Didn't even know it. Nick did it. She was the tall and tan and young and lovely. Yeah. yeah. You just walked on by. 
Well, either of you, does it, did it say if she died in a hospital or a home? No, her grandmother, I'm sorry, her granddaughter, not a grandmother, she was way dead, Jesus. Uh, posted something about her passing away in Philadelphia, but didn't say where. Oh, okay. and Wonderful. And the girl from Ipanema goes walking and when she passes, Good morning to see you. <laughs> Hang on, we have a music teacher who has a gyro in his hand right uh, now. I'm going to go to uh, Ken. Hey, Ken, good morning. Yeah, you guys rock. Uh, thank you. All right, did I get the pronunciation of that instrument correct? Well, I get it wrong all the time, but my principal is uh, from Latin America. He says quiero. 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 Yeah. Okay, so, quiero. All right. I'm ready when you are. Play away. Let's hear a little bossa nova. That's it. I, I love, love that sound. <laughs> Me too, man. There's so many cool Latin percussion instruments uh, that exist. What nice. else can you play for us there? <laughs> yeah, Ken, you got any other toys there? Yeah, I do. Oh. I have a tambourine. Okay. And I pray. Yeah. He's running to the running other side to of the, the room. Instruments. <laughs> I have that thing that goes warrant. Do you play that? Play, play the, the water. <laughs> and a ratchet. Okay. Oh, yep, a ratchet. It's a crank. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's used in, like, uh, novelty stuff, usually. Right. Um, Play them want one. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully you can hear it. Here we go. All right. Oh my God! Okay, yeah. I know what that is. Okay, what is that? Love it's it. a tube. It's got a. It's a little thing that slides down it, and oh, yeah. you flip it upside down. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I have a kielbasa. Okay, a kielbasa. Yeah, not good. So that it's got uh, it's got these beads, right? Uh, these uh, metal beads, and and you rattle a, kaba- a kielbasa. No, a, uh, a kielbasa <laughs> is what that's called. That's a big bossa nova instrument as well, is it you, not? Ken, yeah, it is. Ken, do you have a vibra slap? Um, I do have a vibra slap. All right, we want to hear that. That's a cool sounding yeah. instrument. All right, all right, it's going to be coming to you in five seconds. Here. All right, he's got to right. dig it out of. Do the, you have a sup dog out of the cabinet? <laughs> sup dog. <laughs> And, uh, oh, no, I don't see it right now. Uh, I do have one somewhere. Probably out on loan. Where are you, by the way, Ken? Where do you teach? I'm in uh, the Cheltenham School District, Cheltenham Elementary. Well, you see, I I loved music in elementary school. They loved all the instruments. They just stuck me with the. Am I going to relive this again? They stuck me with the trombone when I wanted to learn the drums, Preston. I it, it was uh, it was elementary music school uh, the music teachers that that opened up my eyes to the fact that I wanted to be a music student without question. Yeah, absolutely, Ken. When you yeah. when you're a kid and you you see like an actual instrument, like a musical instrument, it, it, you're in, you're in awe, right? I mean, all that stuff is very cool. And then it became yeah, the, jaded. The smiles and all the kids' faces when they try these. It's, it's that's why I do it overall. Yeah. Yes. Cool. We right. appreciate it. Thank you, Ken. Appreciate it, bud. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you, guys. All right. We'll see you, bud. Yeah, I remember my music class uh, with uh, at Miss Lowe. By the way, uh, Preston's great friend, Jim. That's his sister. Yeah. Um, and when she would bring those instruments out, I... I'm like, please pick me, <laughs> please pick me to do the ta ta ti ti ta, please. <laughs> ta ta ti ti ta. <laughs> uh, let me go to hang on a second. The people are sharing these, uh, you know, kind of elevator music, like as as fluffy as you can get. Uh, but no matter what, and they've kind of become a joke. Although "Girl from Ipanema" is a great song. Uh, I'm going to go to Kevin. Hey, Kevin. Good morning. Nice buffalo. 
<laughs> nice Buffalo. What's that from? Is that Bill Weston? That was from you guys from years ago. You said that, and I never heard it again. Okay. All right. Nice <laughs> Buffalo. <laughs> it sounds like something we'd say. Uh-huh. I love that. I love that you remembered it. All right, what song is it, uh, Ken? That's uh, the top Mama's of your. Mama's and Papa's. Mama's and Papa's. Whisper a little prayer for me. Whisper a little prayer. For... I don't know that one. I do. Uh, it's... Whisper, Whisper a little, little prayer. prayer for me, my baby. Yeah, I don't remember the see, see if you can. <laughs> Nick's look or Casey's yeah. looking it up. Or I thought you were. You on Spotify? I, you know, yeah. my issue, and I loved. Uh, and I listen. I love a lot of the mamas. Thanks, Kevin. Stuff. I just think of Papa, Papa John. I Papa know. John in the incestuous relationship I mean, with Mackenzie Phillips. The only thing you can think of when yeah. you hear them. Oh, we have the the, the Barry Manilow song. Oh, yeah, secondary. Baby, I love you. Come. Yes. Yes. Never would have pegged the title of that. Yeah. Barry Manilow. The one that the uh, caller called in just a a moment ago, the name of that song is called Dedicated to the One I Love. That's Dedicated to the One I Love. Yeah, so I I, I think he gave a different title, slightly different title, but I think that was one of the refrains in the song. Okay. You know that song. This is Dedicated to the One I Love. I'm going to have to hear it. I know I'll know it when I hear it, but it's not ringing a bell. When you hear it, you'll think of uh, Papa John nailing his daughter. Right. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. God. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm going to go. Hey, so what? Anything interesting about this band? I'm going to go to Jay. <laughs> Hi, Jay. Good morning. Hey, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, Jay. All right, what song did you want to chime in with here? Uh, Paul Davis with uh, Cool Night. Paul Davis with Cool Night. Sing it. <laughs> oh, Come on, Jay. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, it's going to be a cool night. Just let me hold you by the, the firelight. <laughs> yes. I do know it. I don't know that. You can go. I mean, like, did the guy like trap her at home or something? Or? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, because he's, he's, he's holding her in, 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 the pit in her basement. Yeah. Put yeah, the lotion on. <laughs> rub the lotion on. It won't put the lotion on. Was she a real big fat person? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right. We'll see if we I'm can. I'm running out of lotion. L- lotion. <laughs> Because she's a big, bad person. Well, he leans in the uh, yeah. in the well, looks down and goes, Good morning to see you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here's the mamas and the papas. Well, yeah. Make sure they give a couple making out, and one's the dad, one's the daughter. <laughs> oh, dude. It, what, what? I mean, he's right. It's the only thing you can really think of. It's awful. What had great harmonies, man. Mama Cass had an awesome voice. Yeah. Uh, it, listen, it's terrific stuff, but it, he wrote all the friggin' songs. Yeah. And Nick had just pulled up the video, and Michelle Phillips is so pretty. Gorgeous. You can see why your dad, dad would nail her. Dude. No, it wasn't. No, it was Mackenzie. He nailed his daughter. Yeah. Oh, sorry. She wasn't Come on. Eye. Well, you're sick. Who goes outside yeah. their own children? Jesus. All right. Here's one. All right. Here's the band 
Definitely. I'm going to go to Fred. Hey, Fred, good morning. Hey, good morning. Thank you for my, taking up my call. Yeah, <laughs> you bet. Good morning to Welcome. see you. <laughs> What's up, Fred? I embarrassed myself once terribly in a Wawa parking lot. Uh, I came out from the store. Some guy was listening. This is probably 30 years ago. He was jamming to Kanye West. Uh-huh. And I said, ha ha. Um, I had uh, designed a sound system in my car that would wallop any concert system. So I turned the key on. What mm-hmm. song is playing for yes. my CD player? <laughs> Air Supply, Even the Nights Are Better. Even the nights are better. You really showed now him. Now that we're here, oh too. You know what Air Supply song? I showed him that I could rock. <laughs> yeah. What was the song that you... I'm lost. That's awesome. Thanks, I'm Fred. I'm lost in love and I don't know oh, much, but I'm thinking around. You know that song, guys? You know that? Oh, yes. No, but this one, the, Even the Nights Are Thanks. Better, it has 36 million views on YouTube. <laughs> it's enormously popular. Yeah, Lost in Love is that song. Lost, Lost in, in Love. love. Okay. Sleep, yeah. I used to work out to a playlist like when we had like iPods that was like pretty much all slow music, and I don't know how I did it. It's what Casey does. Uh, but at you the time, to QVC. When, when you work out, right? Yeah, it doesn't matter what, I mean, I, I'll listen to anything while working. I don't need pump-up music to work yeah. out, but yeah. Like, I can't do it now. Some of the stuff that I, I listen to, like Josh Groban was on there. <laughs> Josh Groban, what I, does he say? I swear to God. I swear, and I, I wouldn't be able to do it now. I don't know how I did it then, but I mean, for years, that that was like stuff that I would listen to while I was running. You, I mean, I I, I kind of crack up when I'm when I'm working out, and a song comes on, and people have no idea like what's going on in my head. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I'm like, you know, because you just assume like, oh, he's got to be listening to Tool or Pantera. Oh my or god, something. I'm I, like, I, no, I'm listening to Bonnie Raitt right now. I was now. working out to, to Pink Pink Floyd. Yeah, animal. There's a, so many in, in the Animals album. There's so many. Yeah. Slow, like you know, but it, whatever you attach to is fine. Yeah. I, I agree with you. It does not need to be Rage Against the Machine. No, too. yeah, whatever oh, gets you through. Killing in the name is a pretty awesome yeah. song to work out to. Uh, I'm going to go to Brian. Hey, Brian. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Great show as always. Uh, appreciate it, ma'am. All right, what's up? What do you want to add? Oh, I have a lot of elevator songs, but one of my favorites is Arthur's Theme by Christopher Cross. It's great. I, I actually... Yeah. When you movie? get caught between the moon and New York City, I know it's crazy, but it's true. What if it's the opening? Arthur is going to breakfast. Maybe you'll have some ham and eggs. <laughs> now like walking a... down the street. There she's so tired. Tired. She's eating a piece of roadkill. <laughs> she just took a dump uh, on a traffic sign. Yeah, Chris Cross and uh, Sailing was another yeah. one of his. Well, that, I, that, one, down that one gets me. And uh, what was it, Run Like the Wind? Yeah, Run Like the Wind. Now, that was like his, dan- that was dan- his rocking dan- song. Dan- yeah. Yeah. Run Like the Wind. But, uh, um, oh. Michael McDonald's on that song. Here's that song, uh, Cool Night. All right. Uh, that the guy called in about from Paul Davis. Here we go. Vaguely familiar. God, you By the just, way, you can just go 1970s, like the second you hear stuff like that. Early 1970s. The production. 
on a lot of these guilty pleasure songs is amazing. I agree. Especially when you realize that it predates a lot of the studio tricks that are so common now. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, anyway, uh, should we take a break, Case? Yeah, Time yeah. Nice. Actually, Nobody just, tired, tired? Uh, Yeah. I watch our guests are in the Acme Lounge right now. I love this song. Yeah. It's just... And like I said, you know what? I, I, I have it on a bunch of playlists, and if I have people over because i'll pop on playlists and let the song you know let the music roll for a while and this one pops on and I'll, sometimes i'll read the room and i'll skip over it. it's time to start swinging i well i, I mean but i because maybe it's i'm a little embarrassed by it but i just i this song puts me in a good mood every time your house your rules yeah, it's yeah. True. get get out if you don't like it yeah the best. So, uh, but I had no idea she had a Philadelphia connection. That's so awesome. Yeah, Astrid Gilbert. Uh, I, I, it's well, if you say she was kind of a recluse, then it wouldn't have mattered. But uh, it would have been cool. By the way, if there's anybody that you want to suggest to us that we don't know that lives in town or is in this area, <laughs> let us. We start. have no idea she lived here. We would like to track interesting people down. We need to begin annoying them. Have them yeah. on the programs. What we do. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back. And speaking of interesting people, Ray Didinger and Gordon Clapp are going to be in our studio when we return. Excellent. So stay with us. Threw out all your radios for a fancy speaker that talks back to you? Well, don't forget, you can still listen to us by saying open MMR. You can even tell it you want to wake up to MMR, just like your grandpa's clock radio used to. Imagine that. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Window Nation, you feeling the heat, mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution, call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double hung, sliders, 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Our next guests are here to talk about uh, Tommy and Me, which is uh, showing at the Bucks County Playhouse now through June 17th. And we not only have, uh, we have two people. We have the author, we have the writer, and the star yes. of this show. So please welcome Ray Didinger and Gordon Clapp to our program. This morning, guys, happy to have you here this morning. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks. Nice to be here. Absolutely. So listen, the story of Tommy and me is about Tommy McDonald, Eagles legend. I, I did not grow up with the legend. Uh, Casey, uh, Steve and I are uh, not native. We've been here for, you know, 25, 28 years, however long. But uh, I've heard the name bandied about, and Casey here 
bleeds green his entire life. Yeah. De- certainly knows the. Full as a matter story. of fact, he was uh, before my era as, as far as Eagles fandom is concerned. But um, when you grow up in this area in this town and you grow up an Eagles fan, you learn who Tommy McDonald is pretty quickly. And Ray, you were close friends with him, correct? I was from the time I was a boy. He was my boyhood hero, uh, and. Uh, we met up at Eagles training camp, which was then in Hershey, Pennsylvania, and I was a 10-year-old kid with an autograph book waiting outside the locker room for Tommy McDonald. Wow. And uh, he came out, and I got his autograph. He handed me his helmet and said, let's walk to the practice field. And oh, that's awesome. That was the beginning of a friendship that lasted for 40 years. Wow. So, so your family would vacation out in, in Hershey? Uh, was that your usual go-to? Yeah. And so obviously, and, and from what I understand, he, he had, had a lot of attitude, a fun attitude, right? He was That was his... <laughs> He, His demeanor? Yes. Well, uh, he was he was the classic little guy overachiever. I mean, right. he was five feet nine, 170 pounds, and yet was an All-American at University of Oklahoma, and then came to the NFL and became a great player. Um, and did it... I mean, he had great physical gifts, but what really set him apart was his energy, his personality, uh, and his incredible desire to win. And that's... When you're a 10-year-old kid, those are all the qualities you identify oh, with. God, yeah. Just, so that's how he became my hero. Sports does that. Gordon, you were a fan as well? Uh, I was a fan. I lived up in New England. I grew up in New Hampshire. Right. Uh, I am older than the Patriots. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my dad was a New York Giants fan. Right. Uh, and I, for some reason, picked the Bears um, as, a, as, as a team to follow. Uh but uh, because they had won more world championships than anybody, any other team at that point. But I didn't realize that all those championships were won before I was born. Okay. Uh, so, uh, but Tommy McDonald uh, was a great presence uh, two Sundays a year on the television, on the broadcast of the Giants games. And uh, I love the guy because I was a little guy. <laughs> and... Uh, you know, I I wanted to I I wanted to play like Tommy McDonald. So so I used to pretend to be Tommy McDonald <laughs> and then occasionally Mike Ditka, but no. that didn't work out. <laughs> no, <much>. no. <laughs> so but this is a classic story, and and, and all it, it's something that sports can do. As you were talking about uh, this, Ray, is that um, you know the the people you idolize as a kid. The truth of the matter is, the story goes on though. And it's more than that. There's this friendship, and it also focuses on your efforts to get Tommy into the NFL Hall of Fame, correct? Correct, Steve. That was, you know, Tommy had a great career. Um, At the time that he retired in 1968, he was second all-time in NFL touchdown receptions. Only one player that had ever played in the NFL had more touchdown catches, and that was Don Hudson, who played for the Packers in the 30s. So when Tommy retired, I thought it was just going to be a layup for him to go into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And it didn't happen. Um, And he waited and waited and waited. Uh, And we talked enough over the years that I knew that that was the one thing that he felt was missing. I mean, he had played 12 years in the NFL. He had won a championship. He had won two national championships at Oklahoma. But the one thing that he felt would complete his career was to go in the Hall of Fame, which he clearly deserved. It makes sense. Why Why was there the, the reticence, or was there politics involved, or just happenstance? <laughs> well, there's always politics yeah, involved. Yeah, true. But I, I, think, I think more than anything else, it was the way Tommy's career ended. When he was traded from the Eagles, uh, the last six years of his career, he played for five different teams. And when you kind of bounce around like that, and that's the way your career ends, 
you know, it's sort of that's how people remember your career. And so he was one of those guys that fell through the cracks. And I once I became a sports writer and once I became a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame selection committee, I was in a position to try and mount the campaign to actually get him into wow. the Hall of Fame. That's pretty amazing. So I was able to, you know, I was able to sort of repay him. At, at the end, and in 1998, when he finally was inducted, that was a celebration that we were both able to share. Uh, Ray, let me jump in here real quick, because, uh, I mean, you've had a very storied career. You, you yourself are in the uh, Hall of Fame um, in Canton, Ohio, and um, your career, did your career tra- uh, trajectory start when he handed you that helmet and, and had you walk onto the practice field with him? Yeah, I think that's fair to say. I mean, he sort of opened the door to pro football to me. As much as you can for any 10-year-old kid who's just a, you know, somebody who's just dreaming dreams. I mean, I always felt at that time, and I love pro football. Uh, and Tommy sent the message then that, yeah, you can be part of this. Even if it's just starting out with carrying my helmet, you know, mm-hmm. you're welcome in this world. And from that point on, I just got closer and closer to the game, and ultimately it became my life. So he... I mean, he always talked about the fact that about the profound effect that I had on his life and getting him into the Hall of Fame. But the reality is that the greater that the greater gift was what he gave me, which is an opportunity to have a career. So, Gordon, you have obviously a a big career as well in in acting and and stage and uh, NYPD Blue and um, a number of other shows. Um, but you were an, obviously an avid sports fan growing up. Was that ever on the table for you, pursuing a career in sports or attempting that? No. Uh, I, I played uh, one year of college hockey. I was a goalie. Okay. Um, but I went out the second year. Uh, I, I, was, I was late going out because of a play. And that's when everything changed. Uh, I said to the coach, okay, it's, uh, I can come out now. And he said, well, we're pretty well fixed for goalies. He said, you know, you got great instincts, but unfortunately, they're the ones associated with dodgeball. <laughs> <laughs> and so that, that, was, that was that's the end good. of my hockey career. Yeah. Um, oh, my I, God. I've tried uh, uh, a tennis and golf. Um, I'm having a lover's quarrel with uh, golf right now. Uh-huh. That's impressive. Has has uh, had the same. It's it's funny as uh, someone who does not play to watch people who profess complete love for the sport go through mental turmoil (laughs) on a daily basis. And and the the Saudis lowballed me on the (laughs) off. Oh no! (laughs) You didn't take it. Damn it! Sorry to hear that. Uh, Gordon, taking on the role of uh, of Tommy McDonald, this is a, a personality that you knew, you knew about, you followed. What's that like taking on a role of a, of a real-life person who not only you may know a thing or two about but are a fan of? The guy had slightly more energy than I have. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's been the challenge. And it's, But it's just been a great ride. We, we've, we've had a wonderful time with it. And... Uh, and 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 to play it in 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 this venue with this audience, it's that's uh, yeah, got to be special. It's yeah, a, it's yeah. a great. It's yeah, a great. There's a, there's a there's a you know what you you always say as an actor the the, the final character in a play is an audience and mm. uh, and this audience is uh, uh, is a major character in the play. <laughs> Ray, I got to ask you a question. It's a real honor for me to have you in the studio here. I mean, you know, you you brought class to a, a profession that could be really difficult over the years, and um, sports writing in Philly is, is difficult and, and challenging. 
uh, to put it mildly. Um, but you've always been a class act and uh, and a personal hero to me. So it's really cool to have you in the same room. Um, Matt Breen wrote this great article about you upon your retirement last year, and he relayed a story that I'd never heard before. And, and I would love if you could share it a little bit about um, what it was like being in the Flyers locker room the night they won the first Stanley Cup, and then what happened the next day with the Watson brothers and their father. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, the Flyers, when they won their first Stanley Cup um, in 74, um, yes, it was it was very unexpected. You know, the Flyers were big underdogs of the Boston Bruins, and they won it, and they won it on a Sunday uh, at the Spectrum, and they had a parade, which was the first of its kind in Philadelphia. Now it's sort of almost a given if you win a championship, you have a parade. But that was not the case back then. They decided to have one very spontaneously the next day to celebrate this Flyers thing. So the Philadelphia Police Department prepared for, they thought, fifty to 100,000 people for the parade. It turned out to be 2 million. Oh, my God. <laughs> oops, oops. And so the, the parade just became, it, it started at the Spectrum and worked up into Center City. Uh, and the streets were just jammed. I mean, you, the, the players were each riding in an individual car, and they could barely get down the street because there were so many people. And I was riding in the middle of it in a press bus, that was some press, but it was also families of the players. It was all these, and it was all these, that was a wonderful part of the story because you had all the families of these guys, their mothers, their fathers, their brothers, their sisters from Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, and <laughs> Smithers, British Columbia, and all, now sort of dropped in the middle of Philadelphia and looking at the, up at two million people with confetti. And I was riding next to, Joe Watson Sr., who was the father of Joe and Jimmy Watson. And he was a butcher from Smithers, British Columbia, population of 300. And he's looking out the window at this celebration. And he said, not to me necessarily, but just sort of to no one, saying, my God, I didn't know there were this many people in the world. (laughs) And that was kind of how it felt in Philadelphia that day. Uh Yeah, you know. it was a different feeling in Boston that day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I watched that game in the old governor's mansion in Roxbury. Uh, a friend of mine was the caretaker there. And, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a pretty dismal afternoon. Oh. I was at game five in Boston. Wow. Oh, yeah. That was the game that lasted about five hours because there were so many fights. Yeah. <laughs> wow. that, that happened with the Flyers a lot back in those days. Uh, Ray, I wanted to ask what it's like, obviously, you know, uh, for writing all the years that you have, um, doing a, uh, uh, a, a stage play. Um, was that a, a whole different animal of, of taking pen to paper? It was. I mean, I had written... I had written for newspapers, I had written magazines, I had written books. I had even written some film narrations when I worked at NFL Films, but I had never written a play before. I had never written dialogue. I had never attempted to do that. Um, so, yeah, that was a challenge. It, that, it, it was a challenge. A, it's a personal thing. You're able, you can, when you can put yourself into it, it's got to help in the process of putting that story up on stage. Correct? Yeah, ex- exactly, Steve. Yeah. I mean, it was... It was um, one of the characters was me. So yes. writing dialogue wasn't that hard if you're writing <laughs> right. it for yourself. Two of the characters are you. You, you as a little boy and you as uh, the adult. Right. There are right. two characters. One is me as a 10-year-old and then one is me as the adult. Uh, and the other part of it was it was a true story. I yeah. mean, and I was just recreating things that really happened. I don't think I, don't think I could have ever sat down and written a play that, that I created or right. fiction. I just don't think I could have done that. But a true story... 
I all I had to do was just dip into my own memory. Well, what what is the story? Where does this uh, where does this take us in his life from beginning to end, or is it uh, just a segment of it? No, well, no, it's it's really kind of the whole thing. I mean, okay. it, 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 really, it really starts with me being the ten year old boy getting his autograph, him giving me the helmet and saying, "Let's walk to the practice field," and then us repeating that whole thing for the whole seven years he was in Philadelphia and developing a friendship until the point where he called me, started calling me little brother, and it ah. actually felt that way. Uh, and then later on. He retires, but I become a sports writer. And then I take up this cause of trying to give him the thing that he wanted most in life, which was a place in the Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. And then in 1998, it finally happened, and he asked me to be his presenter. And so there we were, the the little boy and his boyhood idol riding in the parade through the streets of Canton to the Hall of Fame. I mean, who... To me, you know, as far as I can tell, I think it's a one-of-a-kind story. I've never heard of another one quite is, like it. Has it? Have you been approached there's for an el- uh, element? Oh, I'm sorry. There's no. an element to the story that Ray is not talking about. Which is? Uh, which is? Which is <laughs> the fact that Tommy did not identify you as the little boy for a very long time in your, uh, let's say, adult relationship. Yeah, didn't I didn't know. Uh, no, he I, didn't I, know you were that little boy. No, wow! Oh, I wow. never because I never told him. In the interview wow. after after I grew up and became a sports writer, and then I would meet him at various events and so forth, and then I began be, mounting the campaign. I never told him that I was little brother. Oh, yeah. my, God. oh my God, that's saw, that's a great aspect. So I never. When I he ne- did. I ne- it's a great moment. Yeah. I finally yeah. tell him at the Hall of Fame. As we're about ready to what? walk on the stage, I finally tell him then. I you know, you were writing this script all along. Totally. As you were living your life. Because that's as good a moment as yes. you could possibly get. It plays beautifully every night, I'll say that. <laughs> the Bucks County play. That's a home run. But he wow. reme- did Tommy he re- and me running now through June 17th. He remembered all of it after you told him? Yes. As soon as I started to say I was the little kid who stood outside the locker room, he said, oh, oh, oh my, you were the kid. You were that kid. You were that, that kid. kid. Yeah. Were that and, kid. What, and what year was that? The, that, the, the helmet, you that, know? The, when, when I first gave... When, yeah, the, gave it yeah when you yeah. first met. When, when we first met, it was 1957. 1957. Okay, so years later, the famous Coca-Cola Mean Joe Green Hey yeah. Kid <laughs> commercial comes out. You probably are seeing that going, I kind of <laughs> lived that. People say that all the time. Really? They said, wow, this story reminds me of... An, yeah, I know. The Joe <laughs> Green commercial. <laughs> totally. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very much the same thing. And, and a little gesture like that from someone of that stature to a child can go on and open up doors... It can, it can mean so much. A little thing like that. It I think can it's, turn I think it's someone so important. Ar- exactly. The, any, have you been approached uh, at any level for this to be turned into a, an actual theatrical a film? Um, there's, there's actually a documentary film underway as okay. we speak. Oh, nice. um, Sam, uh, Sam Katz, the Philadelphian who runs History Making Productions, uh, is right now in the process of turning it into a documentary well, film. Well, how's Brad Pitt going to play you in a documentary? <laughs> my, my wife is actually holding out for Bradley Cooper. <laughs> who, is it that play, who is it that plays you in the uh, play? Uh, the, well, that's two. It's, it's the adult me is Carl Kensler. Uh, and then we have two ten-year-old boys who share the other role, uh, and they're all tremendous. And and Gordon is is great every single time out with us. Tommy McDonald, he is he is the embodiment of Tommy McDonald. I love it. And that's not easy to achieve. Gordon, you won the uh, the Emmy for NYPD Blue, <clears throat> and you've so you you took on um, uh, a number of what I would say difficult things as an actor. You were in Glen Gary, Glen Ross. <clears throat> repeating David Mamet dialogue, which is some of the most difficult. And you're in mayor of Easttown, 
trying to do the Delco accent, yeah. uh, which was more yeah, uh, difficult. How'd that go? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, those are, that's, that's, because. Uh, it wasn't Kate, bad, Kate, was it? No, it was no, actually no, very no. good. Kate Winslet was pretty amazing, too. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Glenn Gary was Chicago. Yeah. You know, Dave Moss was Chicago, but, um, and uh, that's his, this, this dialogue with Tommy is as close to that as as I think I've come in terms of just speed speed dialogue. Really? Yeah. So so we always talk about this. Uh, you know, we we talk extemporaneously for a long time every day, but the ability to retain even minimal copy and deliver it with any sort of accuracy it, it eludes us. Um, it, with your pace, when you are someone who's more known for um, you know a, a more thoughtful approach, if you have to deliver kinetic dialogue. Rapid fire. Do you? How do you do that? How do you get yourself up to that level where you're operating at that speed? You do it over and over. Simple repetition. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, you 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 feed off the other actor. Uh, I I have a one man show about uh, the poet Robert Frost. Yeah. And it's it. He was you know he was eighty eight at the, the time the, the, the I play the character. He was eighty eight. So it's not quite as rapid fire, but it's an hour and a quarter of wow. you talking. Yeah, a one man. Wow. Ray, as a lifelong uh, writer and observer of uh, things happening around this this city, including nineteen eighty, where all four teams went to the to the finals. Um, what has the last six or seven months meant to you? Because it's been a really interesting time as a Philly sports fan. Um, some good, some bad. Um, some uh, you know struggles <laughs> when we made it to the finals or whatever. Um, but it's also just been fascinating for me just to observe it and be a part of it as a fan. Yeah, I I think I think you describe it very well. I mean, it's been a very special time and. Very Philadelphia in a way because I mean it's exciting, exciting, exciting up to the point that you finally lose. It's felt very much. It's felt very much like a Philadelphia experience. Uh, But I have been fortunate in the time that I was in sports media here that I actually got to cover all four teams winning championships. I got to cover the Flyers two Stanley Cups. I got to cover the Phillies two World Series, the Sixers with Moses and Doc. And the one missing piece, the one thing that I was always hoping that I would get to see, and a lot of us thought we never would, was the Eagles winning a Super Bowl. And so Super Bowl 52 and actually being out there in Minneapolis for that game and then coming back here and then having that that parade and then that wonderful celebration on the steps of the Art Museum, that was really the culmination. And that was really... I. I will always say this, and people will accuse me of being biased because I am a native and I've been here my whole life. This is, without question, the best sports city in America. I, I will I will say that forever, and I think it's true. And um, the fans here, and last year, what that ride that we all called Red October. Yes. You know, when the Phillies got on that spurt and then went to the World Series. Um, the night that uh, Bryce Harper hit the home run to win that, I mean that was, I mean that was a Roy Hobbs moment. It yes, really was. And, was. and the people in Philadelphia, man, I mean they'll talk about that for generations. It Not- was, it was fun. You know, that's that's the the, the key takeaway that I had from it. That that uh, that last part of the season was just fun. You know what I mean? And it and it ended with a disappointment. But I still was able to go to look back and go, man, we had a lot of fun in those last couple of months. That's exactly right. Yeah. I mean, I, I heard that so much. I mean, it was 
it's disappointing to get to the World Series and lose, obviously. Mm-hmm. But what I heard on the streets of Philadelphia were people saying, God, what a great ride. Yeah. What a great ride those guys gave us. Because for most of the season, you never saw it coming. And no. that's it. You, we got to yeah. enjoy that part of the season. Right. Uh, we were often, and a lot of people did refer to it as playing with the house money. That's that's okay. Sure. I wanted to ask you, how much did that the vibe and zeal surrounding this this uh, these the great stories that are, are are unfolding for the various teams, especially with the uh, the Eagles. How much did that figure into restaging Tommy and me? Uh, I think I was part of it. Yeah. I think that the the people at Bucks County Playhouse we we did we did the show there last year, right? Uh, and it was very successful. And they said, yeah, we may want to bring this back sometime. I said, great, just let me know. And then after the Eagles had that amazing season last year which statistically could go down as the greatest season in their history mm. fell short in the super bowl obviously but there was just a tremendous energy and a uh, a feeling that this is a special team and yeah. this is a special time in this town right now and so bucks county playoffs decided what better time to bring tommy and me back <laughs> than a time that everybody well as if we ever stopped thinking about football but at a time when it's really in terms of its popularity maybe at its peak yeah and so it's and it's been great we've had a wonderful run and you know, it's going to continue for a couple more weeks. I hope people can come out and see it. And I think the thing that bummed me out most about the Super Bowl loss last year was just the fact that I know um, how hard it is just to get there. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, um, you, they, the team stayed relatively healthy throughout the entire season, despite right. losing, you know, Jalen for a couple of games and, uh, you know, and Lane Johnson for, for a couple of games. And um, But just... You know, like health is is a major major factor in you know making a deep run into the playoffs. Sure. Uh, you know, obviously like talent and, and the talents of the other teams, but like man, I was like, it, it's so hard to get here, and uh, and so that was the most um, you know I think maybe deflating, deflating. Yeah. But uh, you know, what what are your thoughts about this season coming up here? Uh, it, you know, if we if the team stays relatively healthy, right, we got a, another shot here. Yeah, I have <laughs> to say that in the talkbacks that. Is uh, that question is asked more than how do you learn all those lines, <laughs> which is the most commonly asked question. Here it's about the it's about the Eagles' chances. Sure, yeah. when when we do the post show Q and A, that's always comes up. So whether the Eagles going to do this year, they're going to go back to the Super Bowl, which is impossible to predict, obviously, but. Um, it's reflexive at this point. Of course, yeah. of course. And th- the fact of the matter is, and you just said it, it is hard. I mean, it is hard to get there. And if you get there and you lose, having to go back to the bottom and work your way back up again, it's, you know, there, there have been 50, well, now 57, but in the previous 56 Super Bowls, the Super Bowl loser has only made it back to the Super Bowl the next year eight times. I know. Eight out of 56. The so, Patriots did it after they lost to the Eagles. That, that's, the last time, that's the last time it happened, but it's, it's, that, that just speaks to how hard it is. Yeah. But this is a very good team. Well, if uh, you can manage the, the inflation and deflation of the balls, that does help, correct? Yeah, that, no, no doubt that helps. But this is a very good team. They have a tough schedule, obviously, but I... I would be shocked if they didn't repeat in the NFC East, and that'll put them back in the playoffs. Right. Ray, I know this is a story that's been shared a million times, but uh, I don't know if Preston and Steve have ever heard it, and it certainly has never been told on WMMR. Can you talk a little bit about what happened with you and Christy Brinkley? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, yeah, this well, is new to me. <laughs> um, well, we, we'll get to your Christy Brinkley story as well, Gordon. Uh, well, the this goes back to 1980-81. It was the second Duran-Leonard fight. Uh, the rematch, Duran yeah. Leonard. Uh, I was down in New Orleans to cover that fight, 
and uh, at the first day of workouts, um, I'm at the Roberto Duran workout, and with about a dozen other press members, and we're watching Duran hit the bags and skip rope and all that kind of stuff, and walking around just happens to be none other than Christy Brinkley, uh, and she had been brought in by Don King to be a sort of celebrity photographer uh, at the event. Uh, add a little glamour to the surroundings, yeah. which she certainly did. Or she was uh, in her prime in an 81. Oh, my goodness. Are you oh kidding? Goodness. I mean, yes. she, had, she had just made her first Sports Illustrated cover, <laughs> so she was really at the peak of her modeling career. Mm-hmm. And so she's walking around taking pictures, and at the as the thing's winding down, she comes over to the group of reporters and begins striking up a conversation with me, of all people, yeah. uh, and starts telling me, you know, I don't really know the first thing about this sport. I'm just d- down here taking some pictures. But, you know, c- what could you tell me about Roberto Duran? So, you know, I kind of give her the Cliff's Notes versions, you know, poor kids, streets of Panama, right. grew up, went to the gym, blah, 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 blah. Now, welterweight champion of the world. And so she's sort of nodding. So, well, that's really interesting. That's, you know, that's really, that's really, I, I like learning. I'd like to learn more. And, and then she says... Here comes the money line. She says, you know, why don't you and I go to lunch and you, we, can, we can continue our conversation? And I, and I had to say, oh, no. I had to say, um, I'm sorry, I'm on deadline. I, I, I only had an hour and a half to write my story and get it back to Philadelphia. Oh, and so I had to blow off Christy Brinkley. Oh, Ray, you could have been in the Uptown Girl video. Yeah. Uh, I know. And, and the thing is, here, I mean, you talk about the definition of taking one for the team. I mean, yes. has ever been a better example of taking one for the team than I did? I went back to my room. I wrote my story. I filed it. Never told anybody. I got back to Philadelphia, and I walked in, and I told the sports editor what had happened. And I said, well, you know, she asked me to go to lunch with her, but I had to write the story. I told her I was on deadline. Here's my editor. He said, are you crazy? (laughs) Liar. Here, I thought I was doing him a favor by filing the story. And what he basically said was, you should go into lunch, and we would have all understood. Uh (laughs) Gordon, what supermodel did you turn down? (laughs) Well, uh, uh, my... my uh, most fun day on the set was uh, to have Gail O'Grady and Deborah Messing fighting over me. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah the, and, the, the Abandando sisters. Right, right. NYPD Blue. So, so how was that? That that was a um, that show was was just at the top of its game, and obviously you did a lot of uh, work on that. And uh, uh, was it Stephen Bochco? Was was he? Stephen Bochco was the uh, uh, executive. A producer. It was a Stephen Bosco show. David Milch was the showrunner, right? And um, you know, he he wrote most of the episodes. He had he had a team of writers who would write uh, an episode, and then he would come in and completely change everything and hand us the script as we were going uh, as we were in makeup. Sometimes it's got to make I you mean, jaded. It was crazy. It was a crazy crazy time. Yeah, to have dialogue that good and to have that kind of uh, you know. Uh, yeah. Has, yeah. has it has it made you picky in your because you were also on Deadwood, another great uh, oh, yeah. uh, series. It, I mean, to be a working actor, a consistent working actor is you know it, it, I you have to. Well, I usually the... take a job when uh, actually when somebody offers me a job. That's, <laughs> that's, that's my policy. I'm overthinking uh, this. It came out of nowhere. <laughs> but uh, you know, Philly, like was, Philly was uh, NYPD Blues. Biggest market. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And you you did over 250 episodes. I mean, you were with that for the long haul. That's, uh, as an actor, landing that long-running gig has got to be 
one of the ones you want to strive for. I mean, although as an artist you want to branch out and you want to do these other things, but when you've got that kind of almost nine to five thing happening, it's got to be pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was, uh, you know, to be able to count on it. Yeah. Uh, although it, it seemed that... that the the survival of the show was in peril every year for yes. one reason or another. Yeah. You know, David Caruso leaving. And then, um, you know, all the uh, um, uh, the stations in the South not carrying it. Uh, but it was and, too provocative. You know, was, and then Jimmy Smith's leaving. Yeah. And so we, we never knew what, you know, how long it was going to survive. And it, it made it it made it through 12 seasons. Wow. Wow. That's a great, uh, that is an amazing run for television. Uh, well, listen, the uh, Tommy and Me show is going to be running. It's now through June 17th. You'll find it at the Bucks County Playhouse. Tickets available at bcptheater.org. And uh, you should get out and see this show. Uh, and it's it sounds like, especially if you're an Eagles fan, it's pretty much, you got to go see this. Review calls it a love letter to the Eagles. I love it. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you guys for stopping by this morning. And we wish you tremendous success. And a pleasure. Uh, moving forward. Absolutely. Gordon, nice to meet you. Ray, thank you for being here. Appreciate it. Absolute pleasure. Thank Ray you, Ray and Gordon Clapp on the Preston and Steve Show. We will take a quick break and come back in just a moment to B-File Stories when we return. Teachers rock. And MMR feels they deserve special recognition. That's why Preston and Steve are looking for the coolest teacher at your high school. It's not a pop quiz, but we will need you to vote. Tune in at 6.15 when Preston and Steve select at random one area high school. Students from that school will have 24 hours to vote for their coolest teacher at PrestonandSteve.com. Preston and Steve's Coolest Teacher, weekdays at 6.15. Sponsored by Five Below. Hot stuff, cool prices. 93.3 WMMR. Class dismissed. Uh, yes, Case. No, 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 I'm just, oh. I love you. you love oh, I love you too. Yeah. Let's do the Bizarre Fire. <laughs> WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Fire. Bizarre. 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 All right, it's brought to you by <laughs> Horizon Services made over 20,000 air conditioner repairs last year that could have been avoided with a Horizon tune-up. And you can avoid repairs and lower cooling bills with Horizon's no breakdowns guarantee. Uh, so book online at horizoneasybook.com. I'm going to start with uh, woodland creatures running around in our areas. Oh, no. Yeah, two of them, two stories uh, of, uh, well, they're just animals on the prowl. So uh, in media, a skulk of thieving bandits is hitting Delaware County's neighborhood once again, though this time, and I got this from 6ABC, by the way. A skulk. Uh, neighbors have a cunning plan of their own. Uh, once shoes, sports equipment, and newspapers started disappearing from porches and yards around media late last month, yeah. some neighbors knew immediately what was going on. Raccoon field hockey team. No, the foxes are back. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tom Acarola, who lives in the area, said they're back again. And his yard is for the second year in a row is where the foxes come and leave everything. Is that right? So he's not having stuff stolen. They drop all the stuff off at his house. <laughs> That's pretty cool. He said, a few pairs reunited with their owners, talking about shoes. He said of the These first, jeans are just my size. Personal <laughs> items that are scattered around his yard each morning. Uh, I didn't realize they, they were that, like, bandits that way. Rather than uh, be an accomplice to the crime, he and his wife post in a Facebook group to help reunite the stolen goods. Uh, Diane Layden, who lives about five blocks away, said, I immediately started scanning, and yep, I see two familiar shoes there. Uh, she says that her family always leaves their shoes on the front porch. Uh, between 8 and 10, she said, not pairs of shoes, but individual shoes. 
uh, were being taken. Uh, but we did get a full setback, so that was a huge win. Wildlife experts say that uh, to the uh, the cub, this is just a clever game. Uh, they said they're choosing to play with your toys instead of their own. And uh, the experts uh, said this was, who is this? Uh, Leah Stallings is the director of a wildlife organization. She said uh, that late spring and summer is baby season. And while mom and dad are out hunting, the cubs are having fun. They say they can be controlled with landmines. Uh, wow. The best source of action is to leave the foxes alone. They are scared of people and won't pose any threats. They are kind of cute. Yeah. All right. And I, I love, I think foxes are cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, police in South Jersey in a community warned residents to steer clear Tuesday oh, oh. of a bull that went loose oh, oh. for a period of time before being corralled. And what's interesting is, since we had our conversation about cows the other day, I now know the difference between a steer and a bull. We didn't know this before. No, the yeah. steer is the one that's been castrated, and a right. bull has not. So in a late morning... Sometimes phase, you feel like nuts, sometimes you don't. This is true. In, in the world of bulls and steers, that's the way it goes. So uh, in a late morning Facebook post, Galloway Township Police said officers had responded to the area of Durer Street and Vienna Avenue attempting to corral a loose bull. And he does not look happy. He does not. A picture of him. No. Uh, some roads may be temporarily shut down, they said, and we asked that the public stay clear the area until the situation <laughs> is resolved and the bull is uh, safely secured. Uh, however, around 12.30 p.m., uh, police updated the original Facebook post to say that the bull was captured and they reunited it with its owners. And it feels so good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a New York podiatrist... Uh, who was another wild animal? But no, not a wild. Actually, I took my dad to his first podiatrist appointment yesterday. Really, I have to thank Doctor Rice in uh, Phoenixville for taking care of my dad because no human being should touch my father's feet. It's just <laughs> that bad, huh? Oh no! Isn't that ironic? You it's, a foot model? I, I know, and uh-huh. he's got claws. I'll show you pictures, Kathy. I don't think oh, no, I don't, I don't think I'll show you. No. I don't think I'll show you because I you. don't want you to puke on me. So <laughs> anyway, a New York podiatrist who was released from prison over the summer of 2021 after serving time for a murder for hire plot targeting his estranged wife with help from his then lover now faces an indictment alongside his sister, a lawyer in connection with yet another alleged attempt at having his wife killed followed by an apparent cover-up. This is a crazy story. It's so difficult. One year after Ira Bernstein exited prison, the 49-year-old allegedly tried to arrange the murder of his of his wife, Susan Bernstein, for a second time. He did his time. For the, uh, he came out and wanted to do it again. May I say, I don't think he learned his lesson. The no. difference is this time his sister, Jacqueline Goldberg, a 40-year-old empl- uh, employment attorney, is accused of playing a role in covering up the alleged conspiracy. So the sister of the intended victim? No, no, the sister of, of him. him. Oh. Yeah, so... That would have been extra creepy. Uh, I believe so, yeah, his sister. So the initial 2016 conspiracy case against Ira Bernstein and Kelly uh, Gribbeluck uh, ended with the pair's imprisonment in That's New York. That's where the Gribbelocks live. 2017, that same year, Bernstein and Gribbeluck, a former mortician turned uh, orthotics saleswoman, right. spoke out about how she and her father of three fell for one another. It's this long, convoluted story that I'm really not going to go through all the details in. Right, but the fact that he gets right out of prison and does... Yeah. Does it all over again. Yeah, and as a result, he's charged with uh, second-degree criminal solicitation, fourth-degree criminal solicitation, fifth-degree conspiracy. And the woman, Jacqueline, was indicted for tampering with physical evidence and a few other conspiracy uh, charges as well. But the guy did his time, got out, and went back and tried to do the same thing again. He seems to be upset. What an idiot. All right. 
A customer, uh, speaking of an idiot, at a Nashville McDonald's ordered a chicken sandwich uh, before trying to rob the restaurant Wednesday afternoon. Uh, Jamonte Calvin Smith is charged with attempted robbery and aggravated burglary. Police said they responded to the McDonald's to investigate the attempted robbery. The restaurant's manager said Smith ordered a chicken sandwich, tried to pay with cash. And when the cash register drawer opened, police said Smith lunged over the counter and tried to steal the money. There was a struggle between the manager and Smith over the cash drawer. Hit him with a fry! uh, Smith later ran away from the restaurant after removing his shirt. (laughs) Of course. And it is unclear if he got away with any cash. Were you by any chance wearing a shirt earlier? No. (laughs) No. All right. And then finally, um, let's end with this one. So a German tattoo artist has been criticized for charging a client hundreds of dollars for a back tattoo that many have compared to a childish doodle. You'll have to see this. It's, right. not it it makes no sense at all. Uh, Connor, see if you can find that, that photo for me. It looks really bad. Uh, Michaelo, a 21-year-old tattoo artist from Berlin, recently posted a TikTok video of one of his latest projects, an abstract scribble-like design that his client allegedly paid $960 for. The clip went viral with nearly 2 million views at the time of the writing and hundreds of comments about the quality of the artwork. The tattoo consists of two shapes resembling hurriedly doodled flowers stemming out of a scribbled section uh, surrounded by dozens of seemingly disconnected lines. It's this guy's entire back. Look at this. It looks like you put a marker in a dog's mouth. Yeah. And it had to shake its head. There's there's nothing artistic what to this at hell? all. And uh, while some people describe the tattoo as a piece of art, others said that they wouldn't have inked it on their bodies even if someone paid them $10,000. The young tattoo artist admitted to bumping up the price of the tattoo to make it even more controversial and increase the chances of the video going viral. There we go. And uh, speaking about the abstract design, he said that it was inspired by concepts like freedom and beauty. Yeah, neither of those. And was settled upon after uh, consultations with the client. So this guy okayed it, and he admitted that he knew the design would spark controversy and actually counted on it to get some free publicity, which he is. Definitely. Money well spent. But it looks horrible. It's ridiculous. Kind of like a monkey between the nipples. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's art. And that is what I have in the Bizarre File for you. All right, Kathy, get us a number caller for the secret text word, please. Fifteen. All right, you heard her. 15th caller, 215-263-WMMR. Going to find out if you win. We have these Tracy Morgan tickets to give away. We'll come back in just a moment. Lesson question, trash, music news are coming up. What's going on in the world of rock? You'll find it at WMMR.com, your one-stop outlet for all the rock news you need to know. WMMR.com, where FOMO goes to die. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. 
Window Nation. You feeling the heat, mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution? Call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double-hung sliders. 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. This weekend on MMR, it's foo season. Ooh! That's what it says. Foo season. MMR is going to be rocking blocks of Foo Fighters, along with free copies of their new CD, but here we are. And if you're a VIP member at WMMR.com, it's super duper easy. Uh, you can also enter online to win the complete RCA Foo Fighters vinyl collection. And that includes both uh, black and white editions of the new album. And, in fact, if you want the contest uh, details and weekend details and all that stuff, uh, text FIGHTERS to 39333. I want to fight you. Text FIGHTERS to 39333. We'll send you I want to fight you. Uh, to that. And uh, the new album is out now on Roswell Records, by the way. Uh, Steve, you got uh, the mutiny on the Mashulu tomorrow. Tomorrow evening. My goodness. Weather's going to be damn good. Thank you, Preston. It is tomorrow night from 6 to 9 p.m. It benefits Max Fund. We have a whole bunch of stuff going on. Your ticket price gets you parking for free right there at the Mashulu. Plus, great tastings from Algorithm Restaurant, Sauce Ice Cream, Tuckins, Nothing Bunt Cakes, Rosie's Kettle Corn, Insomnia Cookies, Philly, Philly, Philly Pretzel Factory is what I'm attempting to say. Finger food, all that stuff. The booze. From Yards Brewery, Boardroom, Chadsford, Clear Rum, Stateside Vodka, and more. Uh, performers like uh, Ridiculous Nicholas and Mike Paldino, a magician and a strongman and a tarot card reader. Tarot card readers and a contortionist, all that stuff going on. But get this as well. I said it yesterday. Arm and Hammer, our friends are coming down. They're going to give 50 boxes of their new hardball clumping litter to the first 50 people to the Arm and Hammer table. And you can enter to win. Three people can enter to win a year's supply of hardball clumping litter, which is a super light, super efficient litter that they they just debuted through a full year of that. So that alone is worth taking a shot at coming down. We'd love to see you. I'd go solely for the litter and the nothing but cake. <laughs> I mean, that's... Oh, and Maybe they'll Kathy. sprinkle a little litter on you. Nothing sure. <laughs> Why are you here, man? And, and kids to cuddle, too. Tons of kids as well. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Details, WMMR.com. We were looking for caller number 15. And that's Debbie. Hi there, Debbie. Hi, how are you? Awesome. Aww. Debbie, do you know the secret text word? I do. What is it? It is pineapple. Pineapple. Oh. That is absolutely correct, Debbie. Hang on the line. We're going to get your information, and we are going to give you tickets to see Tracy Morgan Friday, October 13th. At the Ocean Casino Resort in Atlantic City. Tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. You can visit theoceanac.com for tickets. And info must be 21 or older. Fine bowl of pineapple juice. That's actually Tracy Morgan <laughs> saying a fine bowl of pineapple juice. I'll play that one more time. Fine bowl of pineapple juice. He was talking to Lauren. Lauren yeah. Harris. At that yeah. time. Or she was interviewing him. Uh, we have a uh, random texter, and that is Rob Spanagle. Or Sponagle, I'm not really sure. Uh, it was from uh, Gibbsboro, New Jersey. So congratulations, Rob. We're going to give you those tickets to see Tracy Morgan Friday. What, what's the dealio? <laughs> October 13th, Ocean City, uh, Ocean uh, Casino Resort. 
in Atlantic City, and the tickets go on sale Friday at theoceanac.com. All right, how's about we do a lesson question? And for that, we are going to give away $50 Rita's Italian Ice gift card. I'm going to go back super early this wow. morning. Okay. Um, normally don't do one this early, but this is great. Uh, what is my new cute nickname for Dr. Mike? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. I thought it was my wife on the phone. It was Dr. Mike. That what, was in news. What did I call him? Yeah, so it was at 640 this morning. So if you've been with us for the long haul this morning, and you know what my cute nickname for Dr. Mike is, call now 215-263-WMMR. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR. MMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Circa Flags and Jersey Shore residents. Check out CircaFlags.com for personalized beach gear. Customize your very own family logo in seconds to display on beach flags and apparel all summer long. That's C-I-R-C-A flags.com. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, the mother of former Bachelor star Matt James is reportedly in talks to join the new senior series, The Golden Bachelor. Producers believe that if mom Patty James has half the personality her son has, then she will have minus one half of a personality. (laughs) Oh, my God. Kanye West says he has made peace with Ice Cube seven months after claiming Cube had turned him on to anti-Semitism. West says it was a tremendous misunderstanding and says Cube actually turned him on to sushi. And finally, Sydney Sweeney telling the Today Show that her dad had to walk out on her nude scenes during a promotional screening of the first episode of Euphoria. Apparently, even dad needed to rub one out. Oh, my God. All right, we're going to see if we can find an answer to this question. You had to have been listening for the long haul this morning because it was at 6.40 a.m. that I gave a cute new nickname to Dr. Mike. What was it? And I will go to Leo to see if we can get the answer. Yo, Leo, good morning. Hey, good morning, honey. Uh, And he got his honey, yes. (laughs) Honey or hun or even sweetie. Uh, But, Leo, you got it right. Hang on, bud. We are going to give you a $50 Rita's Italian Ice gift card, and you can head to Rita's for a five-layer gelati, back for a limited time only, and you can enjoy your favorite ice flavors with an extra layer of creamy custard to build your own masterpiece. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you by Sequoia Outback. Make your deck or outside space a source of comfort and pride, and you can shop 4th of July sale. At uh, Sequoia Outback, Route 309 in Hatfield, or at DeckSupplies.com. I just mentioned that we have a Foo Fighters weekend here at MMR, and I have a Foo Fighters story to begin with. Dave Grohl took to Instagram to share an emotional letter to Foo Fighters fans after the band's first shows without Taylor Hawkins, who, of course, died last year at the age of 50. Uh, Dave wrote, "Now now that we've all returned from our first run of shows, I felt compelled to reach out and thank you all for being there for us every night when I see you singing. It makes me sing harder. And when I see you screaming, it makes me scream louder. And when I see your tears, it brings me to tears. So obviously, he's emotional. That's just a What about about when he he sees them smile? Um, Baby, when I see you smile. Uh, John Mellencamp is back with his 25th album. We were just talking to Pierre. He went to the show over the weekend. He was in Philly and uh, loved it. Uh, The album... Sucking on a chili dog. Sucking on a chili dog. Um, or it's titled Orpheus Descending. That's the name of the album. That's and, Latin for Chili Dog. Uh, <laughs> Sucking on a Chili Dog. 
Sucking on a chili dog. And uh, performing a career-spanning set list on the road during a new chat with the New York Times. Uh, John touched on including his 1982 top two breakthrough hit, Hurt So Good, in his set list. He said, I quit playing it 25 years ago, but I've been playing it on this tour, and it has a whole new meaning to me. When I was a young boy, I said, put away those young boy ways. Yeah. And, you know, he goes on to say, I'm getting older, so much older, I long for those young boy days. He said, when I, I was a kid when I wrote it, but as an older gentleman, it now makes sense to him. He also spoke about his wild early days on the road. He was known to be a hard ass. Absolutely. He was difficult to get along with. Uh, and he's gotten past most of that. Still yes. retains a little bit of it. Yeah, he's still got yeah. an attitude. But I mean, the uh, guy had like 50 heart attacks and never even knew it. Yeah, but uh, he talks about a, his violent streak that resulted in him being asked to leave tours that were headlined by Kiss, Ario Speedwagon, Rainbow, and others. He admitted, I punched the blonde-haired singer of the Cars. Oh, that would have been Benjamin Orr. Yeah. Um, and he said, I fought all the time and lost all the time. I got kicked off every tour I was on. My band and I were terrible, but uh, we were better than Kiss. I was a young kid full of energy, and the review said, John Cougar blew the place up last night, and Gene Simmons would look at me like he wanted to kill me. I want to kill you. There was I a strangle your chicken. Uh, there was a, a record guy uh, that I used to know back when, when I worked in St. Louis, and he was, uh, I forgot what record label it was um, It was for, but anyway, it was, it was Mellencamp's label. Right. And he told me, he and John would fight, and this dude really? was big. Fight by fight, like I mean, physical. They, no, like wrestle. Oh, okay, right. so John wanted to, to wrestle and just, you know, see if he could beat him. I want to fight you. This dude was way bigger than him. I want to fight you. And he told me the story of, of him, you know, pinning John or whatever, not letting him letting him up. And it pissed him off so bad that he was, like, literally saying, I'm going to effing kill you. Like, wow. I want to. Like, he had this, huh. this, uh, this, this, chip on the shoulder. this mean streak of, of huh. sorts. Uh, but, yeah. And, and I remember that story. He told me years and years and years ago. But It's wild, though, because a guy who has that much of a chip on his shoulder, uh, you know, over his life, has written, I think, some of the most empathetic. I agree. Lonesome Jubilee is sensational. Yeah. Check it out. That yeah. song. I mean, that's, that ties into all sorts of feelings about friendships and... and yeah. Well, there you go. It's kind Get of... Get away from me. I want to kiss you. I want to kiss you. I'll take you out back. I'll kiss all of you. <laughs> kiss you like the French girls kiss. The two of you, the three of you. Yeah, my tongue will go right down to your mid-abdomen. Kiss all Just of the us. three of us, four of us, me and you. Yeah, kiss there's it. a daisy chain and then we'll roll over to make Gary Lauer happy. Just me. By myself, taking care of myself in the most vulgar of ways against your screen door. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then I have one final story. During the early days of writing the script for the 1983 movie War Games, yes, John Lennon was considered for the role of Stephen Falcon. Wow. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Who played Stephen Falcon? Uh, hang on. I've got a character actor. And the story, his name is uh, John Wood. Right. He's the... G- who, by the way, I did not know. Did you know he voiced the NORAD, the, com- the, com- the computer Whopper? Whopper, yeah. yeah. He uh, was the voice of that. Would, would you, you like, like to play, play a game? game? And so obviously they you know, tweaked his voice, but he was the guy who yeah. did the voice for that. Would so, you like to play a game? So this. Would you like to play any kind of like backgammon? <laughs> Parcheesi? Parcheesi. Uh, this unique casting. Mousetrap. This. Casting choice was discussed in a 2008 retrospective piece from Wired that has recently resurfaced. Lawrence Lasker and Walter F. Parks, who were the film's screenplay writers, said they initially thought of casting Stephen Hawking 
for the role of Falcon. However, the idea was nixed. This is not their reason you may think. It was nixed by a superior because they didn't want the idea of a man in a wheelchair in a war room because it was too much like... Doctor Strange, Strange Love. Love. Yes. That is fascinating. One yep. of my favorite movies. So Parks, Did not know that. Parks noted, uh, we always pictured John Lennon because he was kind of a spiritual cousin to Stephen Hawking. Now, didn't John Lennon go on to voice Johnny Five? Uh, maybe he did. Yeah, got nice software. Uh, I'm talking about your boobies. <laughs> Lasker said, we had communicated with Hawking, not directly, and through David Geffen, we'd communicated with John Lennon, and he huh. was interested in the role. And he added, I was writing the first scene where we meet Hawking, or Falcon, uh, in the movie. And he was an astrophysicist in our second draft. And I was staring at the cover of the November 80 issue of Esquire with Lennon on the cover and describing his face when a friend of mine called and said, you're going to have to find a new Falcon. Uh, The role of Falcon uh, eventually went to John Wood. And like I said, he also voiced NORAD supercomputer Whopper. They didn't even think of Ringo? I didn't even think of Ringo. Oh. Uh, you know for what? A second. I think Lennon might have been able to pull that off. Probably. Yeah. I think so. I think he might have been able to do that. Yeah. Steve, I'll give you a hundred bucks right now if you can tell me who actually voiced Johnny Number 5. Oh, wow. Is it anybody anyone would know? Well, he's a voice actor, and he's done other movies. Uh, he also did The Pug in Men in Black. Oh, wow. Okay. Frank the Pug. Mm-hmm. All right, let me give me a second here. How much money did you say you were giving? If you could say Tim Blaney, uh, he's yeah. known as an actor or more as a um, Dude, Casey. A, as a bo artist. Casey <laughs> just said his damn name. Oh, you're looking it up? No, he just said it because he was reading <laughs> the computer screen. Oh, that Preston can right. see. Damn it! I was hey, about. Really? I was about to win money. I was going to text him the name. I was about ready. Damn it! I have my phone out ready. Who is it? Tim Blaney. Tim Blaney's. Yeah. I would imagine Nick's like uh, a little kid in that he makes those bets, but he never actually pays up. No, I don't know. There's a compliment. I bet you he never brings a woman to orgasm, too. You calling him a welcher? (laughs) You know what? I realize that's a bigger deal for guys than it is for women, I think. The not paying the bet or yeah, the orgasm like To me, thing? I'm like, oh, another... No. Did I ever pay you the $100? Yes. Okay. For Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson, yes. yes. You did, but I have not taken Kathy out to dinner yet for losing to Busco. Busco versus Delco. Yeah, but that's, a, that's what I'm saying. Like, you you guys, like, you just him. got offended. I did not mean to offend him at all. And Nick totally honored that. Casey that. owes me something, and I forgot about it and don't care. Steve said the key word, honor. It's all about honor. I guess. The only as good as... Uh, I have no honor. Word. You have no honor? No. I was going to write a check I to, fight you. to the Mac Fund. Maybe I'll still you. write a check to the Mac Fund, Kathy, just to spite you. Uh-huh. I don't think you will. You're probably right. <laughs> uh, that's uh, last story music Nick, news. You, you earned your, you, you endorsed the Max Fund uh, event of mutiny, so you're, you're good. All right. <laughs> uh, we are going to take a break. Kathy <laughs> owes me. We're going to come back. I get... What do I owe you? You laugh the hardest. <laughs> I, just bought her a, I just bought her a hummingbird helmet. You do? Can we please use it soon? <laughs> I want to fight you. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second, and we will get the letter today. We're going to week prize, wrap it up, do all that stuff, so stay with us. 93.3 WMMR proudly supports the American Cancer Society Bikeathon Bridge to the Beach. 
celebrating 51 years of riding for a world without cancer. Hey, it's Marcus. Join me and Team WMMR on Sunday, June 11th for this family-friendly ride to save lives. All Team WMMR riders can now access group pricing for Team WMMR jerseys and other great cycling apparel from Volet. And they're made in America. The first 50 team members that hit their fundraising goal will get $50 towards their purchase thanks to our great sponsor, Tamman Inc., because everybody has the right to access information. Register to ride with Team WMMR. Get complete details at WMMR.com or text BIKE to 39333 for a link to the info. The ACS Bikeathon and 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. On a Wednesday morning with Preston and Steve Show. Today has been a fun day, and I hope you're hanging out with us uh, for the majority of it. We had uh, fun chit-chat and whatnot, and uh, Karen Bagels Rogers. Bagels and such. Bagels and such. <laughs> I used that line the other day. <laughs> so I, uh, when I rolled my ankle, oh, yeah. we were at a graduation party, and they were going to go swing by our friend's house, and I was texting them. I'm like, I go, I'm going to need some ice. I'm on the way over. I rolled my ankle. And uh, my buddy Will got back to me. He's like, do you need uh, uh, crutches, uh, uh, you know, a, a cane or a little scooter thing with a basket on it? And I wrote back for bagels and such. <laughs> and he wouldn't have known what that no. meant at all. But it yeah. doesn't matter. I threw the line out there. <laughs> that that uh, that origin is from when Nick messed up his leg and he had, what was the scooter thing called? Oh, man. A rollabout? Rollabout. Rollabout. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah, a yeah. wonderful little piece. And of it had a little basket yeah. on the front. And Nick said, I quote, you know, for bagels and such. <laughs> and it has been in our vocabulary ever since. Oh, and by the way, he did use it for bagels and Absolutely. such. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I think uh, Barkan had one of those for a stretch because he did something bad to his, his knee or his ankle. Now his, uh, his Achilles, he ruptured it. That's right. <laughs> getting out of the surf down yeah. the shore. I, I, honestly, like if you have, I mean, it's great for bagels and such, but if yeah. you have a lit leg injury, <laughs> it was it really was helpful in getting me around anywhere, you know, and because you, you lose the ability to use your hands for anything because if you have to, you know, use crutches all the time. Yeah. So th- that well, little scooter was very, very helpful. You're using your crutches so you can't hold the such. Exactly. Right. Yeah, crutches no such whatsoever. Such. Maybe one bagel, but definitely no suches. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, I want to thank uh, Karen Rogers from 6ABC Yay. for coming on this morning. The uh, the fire and the smoke and all that stuff that's in our area. We just wanted to get a uh, uh, meteorologist take on, you know, what we can expect over the next couple of days. She said it might get a little worse today. It's going to be better tomorrow. Uh, and then we should be in the clear. But it's just strange. Very strange. Yes. Phenomenon. And then we have Ray Didinger ah. and actor Gordon Clap on. They were super awesome. They were. And uh, Tommy and Me is the show that Ray wrote uh, about uh, Tommy McDonald. Uh, you know, Eagles great. Gordon is portraying him in a stage show at the Bucks County Playhouse. And it runs now through June 17th. And I was told... Uh, by our friend Charlotte from the Bucks County Playhouse that Ray was very excited to come by here today. Yeah. And I know a lot of you guys wanted to meet him, for sure. No doubt. No, I he's mean, a legend. Yeah, he's yeah. a, he's a, uh, he's a, um, a Hall of Famer. A, a worldly known good guy. NFL Hall of Famer and worldly known good guy. So <laughs> it was cool to have those guys by here today. Um, uh, reminder, Academy Park High School, you guys are the ones who are voting. We draw uh, for coolest teacher. Um, after we find out who that is, we draw one more name and then we're done for the year. That's it. I know. I wish we could do it longer, but we, um, we just we, <laughs> we've had a couple of times where we ran it and, and school was way out way of session. Out of session. Yeah. yeah. So, one of so my, the janitor would vote. Yeah. One yeah. of my favorite memories of growing up is I, I had a baseball game at Academy Park High School, and the kid on my team, I've never in my entire life saw a child 
mouth off to an umpire like this kid did. <laughs> and, he, I mean, the, the things that he was saying to this umpire, and the umpire kicked him out, and as he was walking out, I mean... It, Steve, like your father, you said your your father would, uh, you know, he had like the, the, the great lexicon, yeah. the, the, the King's English with all the curses. Cursing, yeah, this yeah. kid, I was like, where did he learn all this stuff? <laughs> it was amazing. Wow. Yes. All right, so Academy Park High School, you guys vote today. Pierre Robert is here. Hey, man. Well, good day. You were just talking um, in the last segment about uh, betting amongst yourselves. Yes. And, uh, you know, members of the show, uh, particularly Nick um, and Woody um, Welch. Welsh pay up on his bet. Did I Welch on something with you? I would call it a Nick tease. Oh, man. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, and I say it with love, of Yeah, course. of course, yeah. But Peace one time, love. I'm playing a block of U2. Oh, Jesus. And, um, <laughs> you know what it is? <laughs> I get, uh, and the texting screen just gives you phone numbers. It doesn't give your names, but I, some people, I don't put their name into my phone, so I purposely remember their name or their number. Uh, like we did when we were kids. Yeah. And yeah, so Nick to. is one of those. I have his number by heart. Uh, a few other people in my life, I, I don't put their name in, so I remember their number, keeping active with the numbers. So I see the obvious number of Mr. McElwain, and he goes, if you play, I don't remember what the song was. Uh, is it uh, either Elevation or Walk On? All right, either one. Yeah. You play Elevation or Walk On, I will show you my gadget. Uh, I will send you a picture of my gadget. Are you serious? I am absolutely serious. (laughs) And uh, it may be... It All may right. be the fastest I've ever gotten a request on <laughs> in my life. I was going for the third song, and I go, "No, we're going. We're making a left turn." Oh no! Uh, and then uh, I played it. He was thrilled, and nothing, uh, nothing. A Nick tease. How long ago was this? Seventeen. By the way, I years love that ago. term, a Nick tease. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Seven uh, years ago. Seventeen. Seventeen no, years ago. Twenty-seven. And it's grown since. Then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a grower. Uh, Not a shower. Yeah, he. I never got the showing or the growing. Uh, but uh, then I, I reminded him of it once, and uh, into my file came a porn star uh, gadget. <laughs> sure. Uh, and yeah, I that's go, the default. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and that, did that mollify you, or are you still waiting for the authentic article? Um, you know, I think some things are better left undone. All right. True. Well, so, you know what? I'm going out for drinks on Friday night, so text me then. Yeah. Because be <laughs> yeah, yeah. I. If Nick has more than two light beers, he will make out with it. Uh, so, two uh, light I, beers. I got that. Two glasses of Chardonnay. I got that going for me. <laughs> All right. And I again say it with love. Yeah, yeah. Nothing but love, man. There's your Nick tease time, for you. One time he was, you were doing drunk day and he was the drunkard. And um, <laughs> I, I came in and um, you had a full studio audience. There had to be 25 people and maybe 30 people uh, lined up against the walls, listeners. And um, I, he goes... Oh my God, I love you! And came right over and kissed me. And the audience—it was you weren't on, but the audience was shocked. You could hear this gasp. I go, just a make out. <laughs> yeah, I'm still waiting on his D pick. Yeah. 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 So, time. Here, the moral of the story is: don't be a Nick tease. All yeah. right. Yeah. And also, I like Nick pick too. Yes. That can work as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, there are a lot of things that can we can you fill could, that in with. You could pick songs. Nick's picks. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. All right, how about we do the letter of the day, my man? Yo, Nick. All right. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. D is in 
dick. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, there it is. Proper name. It's a version of Richard. As in Richard. Yeah. yeah. And we have a... The abbreviation of Richard. Yeah, yeah. We have a Pizik round barbecue and fire pit kit from Landis Block. Landis Block, start imagining your own backyard paradise. Uh, by looking at the photo gallery online at LandisBC.com. Richard. All right, what's coming up today? It was fun. Yeah, it was. I really like that. All right. Um, <laughs> There's going to be a new morning show and afternoon show tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, we've got more Dead & Company tickets for next Thursday. Uh, we've got a big show at the big joint tonight. Brian Adams is back in town. You know, you were talking about John Mellencamp. And Brian Adams is another one of those. It's got song after yeah. song after song. Yes. He will headline tonight, and the great Joan Jett is opening. So we'll do blocks of both those bands. And we'll get into a block of Queen, and uh, we're going to get uh, Bicycle Race on. And Marcus is going to join us to talk about the upcoming uh, bicycle event, the Bike Ride for Cancer, which uh, he has championed for all these years uh, as captain of Team MMR. So that's uh, probably around 125. Uh, Marcus will join us. We'll do a 1 o'clock block of Queen. Excellent. Wonderful. All right. Uh, I'm going to thank our sponsors. Preston Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan. The Preston Steve Show runs on Duncan. And also brought to you by Meineke for tires, brakes, batteries, exhaust systems, and more. Meineke doing car care right. Uh, tomorrow on a program, uh, we will have comedian Ian Bag joining us. Nice. Which is excellent. And like I said, we'll get our last uh, coolest teacher choice out of the uh, jar of goodness. And we'll see what else we can get into. So that's it. We're done. Rage on and have a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow, my friend. Bye-bye. The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Border Patrol agents enjoy great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. If you are looking for a way to serve something greater than yourself, consider the U.S. Border Patrol. Learn more online at cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP. That's cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP.